0: This is Action Sports Jax on ESPN 690 and ESPN690.com.
1: I should have stayed in Miami. Yep. Should have played golf today. Should have done a lot of things today. Mr. Uh, I got the allergies. <laughs> those I'm back sneezing. Now? I got the sniffles. Uh, that's too bad. And this. Yep. What's up, Jacksonville? It's all yours. The show is all yours. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN six ninety. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Kuz here on a Tuesday, and emotions are flowing. I get it. Uh, I think all over the place. Uh, th- this has been working on this story for uh, a few days, and really goes way back. I mean, we we heard rumors of this for a long time. Uh, I'll be honest with you; I heard rumors of this four or five years ago, and uh, that that didn't materialize. And uh, kind of knew this was, was headed in a direction, just there was no finalization to it. And then there were some possible pitfalls to it until it becomes official today. Jags play two home games in London in 2020. And what has not been announced yet, and again, I think I, I, I caution this because we don't know yet. And I think the NFL is even working on things. But I think this will end up being a three to four year deal at the end of the day. I really do. I mean, I, I think that's where this is headed when they sign this new extension. I think it will look like this for the next few years. I think uh, there's some work to be done on that, from scheduling to nfl approve. Everything goes through the league office. So that's just my feeling on it, uh, everything I can kind of gather and have gathered over uh, the last few weeks especially that uh, we could be heading toward this. So uh, trying to work the story from all angles on the TV side, CBS 47 and Fox 30. Think about this story from all angles, too. But the initial angle is one of the fans, and that is one of people are fired up. Uh, I think there's a lot of motion in in town today, and and rightfully so. I mean, I I think uh, that's fine. I think that's that's earned by this Jaguars organization because of what they've done on the field and now two games going across the pond. Uh, You know, this isn't taking candy away from a kid. I mean, this is taking your football team for for eight quarters away. Across the freaking pine and all that. That's the that's that's that hurts right now in Jacksonville and, and it kinda should. That's the way I feel about it. Um but this shows up to you now nine zero four three six two nine nine zero one star star six ninety. We'll get you in all day. We've got a bunch of comments already. Uh your
2: take on it uh now that it's official, Austin Lane. Well I mean I think you know what I think about it. When We had our show on January 15th and there were rumors of this coming out. I I just basically presented the question of how does this help you win games? Now I understand from your side of it, you have to cover all angles and see it from all sides, right? There's the side of the fans. There's the side of Shad Khan and the business side of it. There's a side of, you know, the future of Jacksonville in the downtown area. There's a side of could you build a new stadium? Listen, I understand all those sides. But I guess speaking from where I sit, and I think speaking from a fan's perspective, when they walk in that, you know, when they go to TIAA Bankfield, I don't even think there's a majority of fans that say, man, this stadium sucks. Okay, when my friends come from Green Bay to watch a, a Jaguars game, when they walk in TIAA Bank Field. Their first response is, man, you guys kind of have a crappy stadium, all right? I don't think anybody really thinks that. Now, yeah, the, the, there can be some additions added on. I think if you were to bring in like shade, you know, like the the, the covering, the awnings, like Miami has, I think that would be super beneficial, you know, to kind of making some more shade, especially in those first couple games of the season. So I get that standpoint. I think from the the standpoint of lot, J, yeah, obviously you want to build downtown, you want to add more entertainment, but I think when fans go to Jaguars games. They're gonna have fun in the pregame regardless. Because either you have a family who's excited to you know, to maybe see the product, and maybe not so much the past couple of years, but they're excited to see the product, or you have the other side of it where it's just you go to the game, you go tailgate, and it doesn't really matter what you have, if if it's a slab, if it's a parking lot, you're gonna have fun. Okay? So I get all those things with, with Lot J and the stadium, those are important. But I think when Jaguars fans go to a game, the most important thing. And I guarantee nine times out of ten, a Jaguars fan is going to say this. It's about winning football games. And it's about winning a Super Bowl. Okay? That's the most important thing. And like I said, I proposed the question January 15th of how does this help you having two games in London win football games? And you know what? I haven't had an answer back from anybody. No one can legitimately tell me what the advantage is to have two games in London. Yeah, and it still prevails is the best question on this,
1: right? Uh, There are two different sides of a football organization. There's a business side. There's the sustainability they talk about. There's helping build downtown they talk about. There's all that. And then there's the winning side of football games. You know, people don't talk about the New England Patriots because of what they've done to Patriot Place in Foxborough. I grew up in New England. Foxborough was... A terrible place to be. It now is a destination place to be. They should be applauded for that. They did a lot of things, and by the way, a lot of things that Jacksonville Jaguars, Shotgun, Mark Lamping, the city of Jacksonville are trying to do, and I'm a big believer in they need to do that for the city. Forget about the franchise. Forget about everything else. They need to do that for the city. Downtown Jacksonville needs to be a city. You know, It needs to be better than it is, and so I saw that happen in Foxborough, freaking Massachusetts. If they can do it in Foxborough, Massachusetts, well, they should be able to do it in Jacksonville. Side story, but nobody think, br- brings that up because everybody talks about Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and Super Bowls and the New England Patriots. And you know what? Even when they lost or we would lose or now they're going to lose, in my opinion, some they'll talk about them losing. They talk about football. And that's what we talk about here. We don't talk about all those things, although I think it's a, a relevant conversation to Jacksonville, um, all the other things that you brought up. But it all starts with how's your football team mm-hmm. and I think that's a, a lot of the angst. Um, and, and by the way, rightfully so. The angst is this team has not been good. Uh, I talk about it all the time. 2008. Now, one winning season. Only two times if you want to put 2010, your rookie year, have you had a chance at the playoffs. That's it. So... I think that's where the angst draws from because, one, already always def- – if you're a Jags fan, you're always defending. You're always like, gosh, we're not very good. We're, we're getting hammered by other fans. We go to other fans. You wear that Jags hat. You try to wear it proudly, Jag shirt, and, well, you got nothing for it other than a couple of years ago, finally got something for it. And then on top of that, you've we always had to deal with the relocation chatter, you know, from the late Wayne Weaver years of owning the team to even the Shad Khan years uh and that has always been in our consciousness and reminded by the national folks and this by the way will not do anything to stop that and now on top of that you took one game away to go to london to help that conversation at one time and i think everybody kind of got used to the one game over there you know i I don't know if they were ever satisfied with it but they got used to it and it kind of became the norm well here we are eight years later and now a second game. And is this going to be the norm? And is it a fair question to say, well, when's three games and four games going to be the norm? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be the norm, but that's where the, to me, that's where the angst comes from, the emotion comes from. And by the way, it should be there. I think it, I think the fans have every right to be there with that. I think everybody in town has every right to be there on this day with that. And, and that's where it is. I'm trying to compartmentalize. Are people ticked off? Or are they scared?
2: I mean, I, th- I think it's a little bit of both, right? I mean, people don't want to lose their team, obviously, here. But I think the, the most—listen, Shad Khan has come out and said that winning is the most important thing. He even said it uh, in his press release today, okay? Yeah, I was on a conference and call with him, and he said it's the most it's important thing. It's the most important thing, thing. okay. Priority. Well, and, and, yeah, it's the top priority. And what I respect about—I respect a lot of things about Shad Khan, Okay. One of the things I respect about Shad Khan is that he comes across of a, as a guy who it's more about actions speak louder than words. All right. Words are just words. Actions are actions. Cool. I think he said that, too. OK, well, there you go. I, I didn't uh, I'll be honest. I didn't read the whole press conference thing. But um, so from that standpoint, though, Brent, and we talked about this yesterday a little bit where what is the record of teams coming off a of bye after London game? Yeah, I'll give you the records, and this is kind of following
1: up Your We're doing this tonight on TV, and we okay. put it together, and, I, and I've researched this last week. And the eye-popping stat was this year. I haven't done it for eight years, but this year, eight teams went to London, played a football game. Mm-hmm. Eight teams came back from London, had a bye week. Eight teams played the following week after that bye week. Those eight teams were 0-8, and, and they gave up an average an average of 37 points a game. Mm-hmm. So... And and in the Jags case, I think it's fair to wonder and question about this because there's two other stats, well three really, that are interesting. Until this year they were 0 6 leading up to the London game. And what does that tell me? Well, everybody's getting London ready, right? You're yeah. you're player wise, you're trying to get your passport in order you got to do this you got to check boxes you got there's that on the plate does that distract from the job at hand or is that just because the jags have been terrible might be a combination of both but they're now one and six because they beat the new york uh, jets i think it was this year prior to london after the bye week and after london in general because hasn't always been a bye week that indianapolis early in the year uh, a couple years back wasn't a bye week their record is two and five so they're one and six two and five on the back end, and three and four, actually, in London. Their best record is being in London Mm -hmm. uh, out of all that. So just to back up what you just said, I think those numbers show and beg the question, and answers are not there for us to say how does this benefit you? You, you you've been a team that's struggling you've been a team that's really not good mm-hmm. and how does this help make you better if i give you all those numbers to go play another game over there when teams are 0-8 and giving up 37 points and in the jags case that last stat i'll give you is they were four and four yeah. playing houston if they played that game in jacksonville instead of houston what if they won they went on a slide instead so you do have to at least take those things into account and say is this making us
2: better on the field because this is the problem brent if we have that information, so do they. And to tell me that a team is based off of analytics and then they you know, kind of check every single you know, box and cross their T's and dot their I's, I guarantee they know the exact same thing that we know. And they're still having a second game in London. So I guess my big issue is here, and trust me, there's a lot of them right now. And don't get me wrong. I respect everybody in that organization. They're great people. But you can't sit there and say winning is the top priority and then do things like this. And I think the problem right now is the fact that the ownership and the fan base are not on the same page. Now, one could say, well, it's not a big deal. I mean, the ownership has the money. They can do whatever they want. Okay, But the ownership was the ones that brought up viability. They're the ones that kind of put fans on blast a little bit. So guess what, man? I think fans do have a say. I think the fans should be listened to because ownership has proven that they've listened to the fans in the past. So when I say that, and when they make this announcement and say, well, don't worry about it. The Bears game is still going to be in Jacksonville. Don't worry about it. Uh, The Steelers game is still going to be in Jacksonville. Okay. I mean, that's like... A small cherry on top of a you know a bad sandwich man like who really cares i guess my standpoint is you you can try to parade a lot jay you can try to parade the stadium but fans just want to win man okay like i get the ownership standpoint and the business side they're trying to improve downtown they're they're trying to have all these you know new shiny toys so fans can be proud of i understand that they should downtown jacksonville needs to improve don't get me wrong but the biggest part from the fan base and from you know my perspective is people just want to see a winner. People want to celebrate a Super Bowl victory. People want to go to wherever the Super Bowl is, rock their Jaguars colors with pride and say, we're number one. We're world champions. And right now, having two games in London, that hurts those chances. So what we have here, Brent, is an ownership and a fan base that is not on the same page.
1: Well, that couldn't be more true. They really are. I mean, there is at least the fans that we interact with. I don't know what else they're hearing. I'm sure they're getting a lot of phone calls today. Mm-hmm. But the fan, I don't, there might be some fans that maybe aren't as active on social media or participate with us in the show and listen to the show and call in uh, that we interact with on Twitter all the time that, that may feel differently. Uh, you get a few of them that say, well, I kind of get it or something like that, but very few. Uh, the fans that we interact with, the fans that we speak to, the fans that we talk to, um, there is a disconnect between them and, and down, down there. I, I believe that. I really do. Um, and I don't think necessarily that's to say Shad Khan, Mark Lamping, the Jaguars don't care about them. I'm just saying, I think the views of, of some of the things going on, the importance level of what's going on, because let's be honest, fans and us, we care about how they do on the field. We're not supposed to care about local revenue. If they're 28th or 30th or 32nd, we're not supposed to care really about downtown. I mean, in terms of what they build there and who builds it and who owns it and what it looks like. I mean, I have an interest in that a little bit because I do think it's important for the city of Jacksonville. I mean, I do. But I'm just saying we don't necessarily for our show three to six have to feel that way or do that. No, fans you know, I, really don't.
2: because we're a sports talk radio show. That's right.
1: So again, we talk sports, man. So I think that's where the disconnect comes in a little bit is – You know, what we do, we're focused on what happens on that football field in four quarters, 16 times a year. Mm -hmm. And we don't care about the economic side other than what impacts our pocketbooks. Of course. So I I don't I just think they're I think that's very true. I think Mm -hmm. there is a disconnect. I don't know. Some people use the word tone deaf. I'm not sure if that is it. I just think there's one thing a lot of people in this town care about, and that is winning football games yeah. and being good mm-hmm. and want to go on a Sunday to that stadium and watch them win and do what Kansas City just did for the first time in 50 years. Uh, and I'm not saying the folks down there don't care about that, mm-hmm. but they also have other things on their plate to care about, too. Um, mm-hmm. And that's where the disconnect comes in, because I'm not going to sit here today and say, "Oh, I I talk to a lot of people down there. A lot of the things they say actually make sense, like to me, Mm -hmm. from a business standpoint. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you every single thing, like from a dollars and economics standpoint. It's not going to make any sense. Like, that's not not my job to do that, number one. And number two, that's not really the fans' job to understand that. Mm -hmm. So their job is to get it right on the football field. And they cannot do that, have not been able to do that. And by the way, that was pre shot con, too. I mean, I was here for five years of Wayne Weaver, and they couldn't do it either. Yeah. So well, it's been a very hard thing to do in Jacksonville. That's just the reality. Is it's been a hard thing to do in Jacksonville is to win, and it's obviously from a business side to be sustainable is yeah. an also is also a difficult thing to do in Jacksonville. That's obvious. Whether we want to admit that or not, that is obvious.
2: And it, another frustrating point to me too, and it's something that I brought up before, but it it, it bears echoing. I guess kind of throughout this entire show. It's like you said, the lack of winning. Now, I don't know how much revenue the Jaguars garnered last year. They said, what, they made 95% of the ticket sale or something? You, you, I saw I'll, you tweet I'll something. will get to that in a little okay. bit. I'll, well, I'll
1: explain that because, again, it's numbers, man. It doesn't make sense. But but there is a sensible part to this that at least caught my attention. I don't know if it will do the same for everybody okay. else.
2: So, once again, it's numbers. It's a percentage. And the percentage looked pretty good, but I guess they didn't make, like, you know, they they used the, t- the phrase treading for water. Now, yeah. I don't know what that means, Brent, because they don't explain it to me. All I know is they're treading for water. Maybe you made, you know, $30 million in the year, maybe you made five. I don't know what that means. All I have to go off of is what you know the, the, the they report. So I'm not really sure what that means. But all I know is, listen. Yes, the Jaguars haven't won a lot the past decade. I understand that they had one good season, 2017, and that's about it. And. <clears throat> If you're Shad Khan and if, if you're the ownership and you're the front office, you can say, yeah, we're not making money, you know, because at the end of the day, Shad Khan can do whatever the hell he wants. All right. He he, he has the money to do that. Any, I mean, welcome to a free market. You know, it's called capitalism. Basically, he was put in charge. He has the money. So Shad Khan can really do whatever he wants to do. And I'm not saying I agree with that, but that's the way it is. That's the way this country is set up. But to move two games to London because, well, I guess you're not generating enough revenue once again. Your sample man what do you have to go off of? You have to go off of losing season after losing season after losing season. Ooh, a nice season, 2017, back to losing, back to losing. If I'm Shad Khan, man, and trust me, I'd probably even have a bigger eagle than Shad Khan has right now, okay? And if I was a billionaire and I owned the Jacksonville Jaguars, I would be so petty, dude. What I would do is, you know what? I'm going to keep every, every game in Jacksonville, and I'm going to do everything in my power to try to win games. And let's say the Jags start averaging 9 to 10, wins a season. Fantastic. I'm going to point the numbers then and be like, guess what? We're winning, and you guys aren't still showing up. I would literally go, I I hold a press conference, and I would say we're having back-to-back-to-back winning seasons. Here's how much money we're making. Here's how many tickets we're selling, and you guys still aren't showing up. If that's the case, then by all means, man, take your games to London. It is what it is. Maybe fans just don't want to come out and support the Jaguars. But at least give them a chance. Give them a chance to prove you wrong. Start having winning seasons after winning seasons and see what happens. I think they're going to prove you wrong.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting. I want to get to that, too, because how much would winning three years in a row? See, I always have felt like the Jags have missed a big opportunity in 18 and 19 to win and win, you know, relatively big. I don't know if it's a Super Bowl, but just win, you know, not have five wins and six wins. And so how much uh, would that? Have prevented this, or would it have? And I'll take you to that ninety-seven percent. At least the way it's explained to me. That's what you got to understand, folks. That's why I've been asking people about it and how it how it works. I don't get. I'm not the president of the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't understand how their books work. But I do think we also don't understand how their books work. <laughs> I yeah. mean, that, that's a bit, there's a that's over my head. And I've tried to learn a little bit more about it. And that question had to do with it. So I'll explain at least what I learned. Whether you believe it whether you whether it does anything for you that 's it i 'm just the messenger here in that regard, but we 're also the listener here today too uh, we 're not just talking if you want to jump in star star six ninety nine zero four three six two nine nine zero one We told you when we started the show thirteen fourteen months ago now that uh, we'd open up the phone lines. Uh, it's this kind of day. You open up the phone lines for 904-362-9901, star, star, 690. we will got to take a break. We'll be right back. Uh, this will dominate the show today, no doubt about it. Action Sports shacks on ESPN 690.
3: Yeah, just wondering why one of those London games could not be an away game.
1: Well, we got some voicemails, star, star, 690, if you want to leave your thoughts. And also, uh, we'll get some phone calls, too, along the way. And, uh, you know, I I will say I I said this for, I thought, three years where I thought the Jags would play. The only thing the NFL had not done is a back-to-back game with the same team. And especially since the Jaguars were kind of the poster child of this whole movement to London, a movement, not moving, movement Mm -hmm. of playing a game and now eight straight years, I thought the Jags would be that guinea pig. I thought they would play. Last year I was surprised. I, I, I had planned last year before the schedule to come out. And I thought, hey, I'll take the kids over and they're going to stay instead of two and a half days over there, probably going to stay 10 days over there. I thought it'd be an away game and a home game. I really thought that was going to happen last year. Uh, and I thought there was some momentum for that. And it didn't happen. So I don't know why that didn't happen, to be honest, in years past. I don't know why the NFL didn't try this. I also don't get the impression that the NFL is saying, go play two games over there. I think this is the Jaguars saying this is what we think will work from a local revenue and all that stuff that I feel like every time I say it, I I have to, like, dodge bullets over here. But I'm just sharing what they're saying. And I think that's why. Like, I think they had to get approval from the NFL to say, okay, you can play a second game over there. I've also done a little research on this. As far as I can tell, this does not violate and it's obviously happening, so it doesn't violate the CBA, the current CBA. You don't need players to go vote on this and say we're going to play a second game. doesn't matter uh, from a CBA standpoint. It also doesn't appear to violate the lease the city of Jacksonville has with Hmm. the Jaguars at the stadium. I've asked those two questions in the last couple of weeks as I thought this could be nearing, and I got no's on that. And that's obviously no, because I think the Jaguars would have asked the same questions, and that would be coming up right now. So that's interesting to me, too, because I thought those could be some sticking points. Um, but anyway, the home and away, yes, could it have been? I think it could have been. But the bottom line is, in an away game, the Jaguars wouldn't get all that revenue. The Jaguars make money. Off the London game. And when you say money, they get sponsorship dollars and they also get ticket money. And ticket money, as far as I understand, it's about 84,000 seats, I think it is, at Wembley Stadium. They sell that thing out. They sell all four games out, not just the Jacks. And I think the average ticket price I remember hearing is like 180 bucks a ticket. And a lot of money over there in London, right? So that's a lot of money that the Jaguars get to keep. And at one time, it was 15% of their local revenue. Uh, I think that might have crept down a little bit because they've done some other things like Daly's Place and, and all that uh, that have increased here in Jacksonville. Um So anyway, that's some of the finances of it. Uh, numbers get – it's hard to sit here and talk a lot of numbers, but um that's the reality. Mark Lamping did say this morning on a conference call that this will double what they get and then some.
2: But we don't know what they get, Brent. We don't, and, and we and don't have open problem, books to that, right? Man. So Green Bay yeah. Packers, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: whatever. Yeah, I, but, I don't know if that's fifty million dollars. I don't know if it's ten million dollars. I don't know if it's two no, million dollars. I'll tell you right?
2: what. I guarantee it's a profit. You're in the NFL business, okay? Business is always going to be good. Now, how good it is depends team to team, but it's hard for me to come along with you when I don't know how much money we're talking about, Brent.
1: What? Now this again. Uh, you got these are explainers to me folks um i i'm not a lawyer i don't work on this side of the business in the nfl but researching and asking around what does local revenue mean yeah sure it means you make more money but it allows you uh, to do things even with your football team it allows you to do something within your reinvest in your organization and from a standpoint of even signing players like the the I think that they try to tell you is like most teams that are in the top half of of the league in revenue have a better chance to go to the postseason. Well, some of that is because they can they can structure contracts differently because they have this pool of money sitting there where they can pay bonus dollars. I don't know as a player if you knew that's where like the bonus money came from, yeah. but apparently that's the case. So it can help you on the football field from that standpoint in terms of off season acquisitions and things like that. We have often said, how is this helping you on the football field, considering the numbers we gave in the last segment? Let's get Andy on the line right now. He's uh, checking in. Action Sports Chats on ESPN 690. Uh, we want to let you voice your opinion on, on today's news, nine zero four three six two nine nine zero one star-star 690. And we have a lot of interaction on social media. Hopefully we'll get to as well. Uh, Andy, we'll, uh, take it away, man. What do you think?
4: Hey, guys. How are you doing? Um, so I, I won't go into the credentials or anything like that, but I have been a season ticket holder for going on 16, something years. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to go to two of those London games in person, so I've seen I've seen both sides, and I'm I'm going to take a little bit more of an optimist view today uh, than I'm sure you'll you'll probably hear. Um, I, I hate the I hate the fact that they play games in London, but the question I had reading the statement this morning was everything was sort of geared around hey this is going to help with the day development. This is like it's going to specifically contribute to that. And what I what I think they're trying to say and they're doing a god-awful job of doing it, is logistically speaking, if they get if they break ground on the project, right, and they play two away games, then they play two, quote-unquote, home games in London. They're away from Jacksonville. They come back, they have a bye week, and then, I don't know, maybe the, the Florida-Georgia game has to fit in there somewhere. But if, if the stadium lot is not in condition to host a game, is it possible at that point that, that's why they might be doing it because it's, it's also important to point out it's not a multi year doing it like the first learning game is either. They don't, they don't say like, hey, this is for two games for the next five, six years. It's just one one year. So I'm I'm curious and, and I know you guys are in position to ask questions better than, than you know me and the other callers will probably be, but I'd be curious if, if you're able to investigate and find that out. is, is it a logistics thing to give them a month and a half off to tear it the line, maybe actually do some hardcore construction? Uh, and, and that's 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 where I'm at with it. Like, honestly, I hate the games. Uh, but I'll work with it. I'll take it out the air. Thanks. Dave. Thanks, Andy. Appreciate Thanks, the Andy.
1: call. And, and listen, I'll, I think I'll give you um, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt on this. I do think there will be a lot going on down there is the hope in the next few months, a timetable of a few months, which really they want it to be first quarter where they put a shovel in the ground on that. Well, they haven't done that yet. The, the red tape, the politics of it all, the getting through the DIA, I think it is and the city council. They still have to do those things. So let's just assume, like Andy said, you know, there's going to be stuff going on, construction going on during the season. So is that a little bit a part of it and it matches Mm. up? Yeah, I think it was a nice way for the team to be able to say, well, it's good timing because we're going to have a little bit of a mess down here anyway. So. I I think they could say that, but Andy, I, I think the bigger picture is here. They want that thing built in their mind. They want that thing built to create revenue. And the thinking is, and see, this is where it hasn't, it's not out there. It's not official yet, but I think this will be more of a three to four year plan because that's how long it will take lot J and I think it will mirror that at the very least. And I think the hope is get lot J up and running. Let's see if this thing works, creates revenue. And then that, can supplement what we're doing and help take that game back I, I think would be the the big picture wish if you will but i don't think that yeah they're going right now for this year just to move some dirt in lot J. Think I, this I, is
2: going to be a multi-year kind of thing
1: i think this is going to end up being a four-year thing now the nfl it's not a done deal um i think it could be trending that way and happening that way uh, but the NFL will have to decide that. That has not been decided from everything I can tell and, and looking into, but I think this is going to shape up to be, uh, yeah, I think there will be an extension on London and I think it will probably include, maybe it's an option, maybe the language is interesting on it because can you pull it back at any time? What's the scheduling look like at Wembley? So, uh, while I appreciate Andy's sunny side view of that, I, I think this will be more of, Bridging, Can we get Lot J up in revenue producing to help what we think it's going to be? And then does that impact whether we keep a game in London or not? They were noncommittal on that today because they're not looking that far into the future right now. It's about this year. Yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised whenever they – They are going to have to announce this new deal, this new extension with London sooner or later because it runs out through 2020. And when that comes, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure when that's happening uh, or not. But you mentioned earlier the 97%. So I asked Mark Lamping this morning on this conference call, and I said 2017 was a record year. People in the stands, season tickets going into 2018, and... I said, so does that showcase that you make money and the local revenue goes up if you win? Does it correlate? Mm-hmm. And his response to that was that they did very well that year, had a great year, banner year. And they hit 97% of their cap that they could have hit. If you took all the potential money that they could have made that those years, they hit 97% of it in tickets.
2: Okay, just in t- that's just in, in tickets. tickets. Yeah. Okay, so, you. I think he
1: said the numbers were like $72 million you could have potentially made in ticket sales or something like that and he made 70. So okay. they hit they almost hit it. And so this this goes into the sustainability question, right? If or to the question you have, and it's a very fair question and one we don't know because we haven't seen it. We just don't know the answer on the other side of this rainbow. Is if you had won three years in a row, four years in a row, what would it look like? Would you have to take a game over there? Would it be? Would you have all this money popping up all over the place in terms of sponsorship and and creating merchandising? New all of a kids all these Kids around
2: the country are pumped up to be a Jaguars fan.
1: We haven't seen it. So we don't know. You don't and know. I think that's the biggest sticking point with fans, right, in terms of you show us that if we win for two, three, four years in a row and we don't show up and you don't make money, well, then you've got a point. Mm-hmm. But until you don't show until you show us that, we have no idea if you're right. Mm-hmm. So therefore, it looks like it's just a money grab. Yeah. And that's where the fan is coming from. What he said in there is we were still treading water even after those record numbers. Now. Treading water means what?
2: And, and that's an issue, man.
1: Well, I, I asked this, though. Yeah. So okay. I followed up uh, okay. this afternoon. And treading water, treading water doesn't mean like treading water like we're, we're, we might lose money, yeah. even if we hit that cap. I think treading water means we're still twenty eighth, twenty ninth, thirtieth. We are still 28th 20 30th we were not jumping up to twenty fifth, twenty second, sixteenth in the NFL in local revenue, even when we had those kind of numbers, and. He does have this point, and this is something I've heard outside of Lamping and the Jacks. The Vegas Stadium and the L.A. Stadium are going to slide the bar up. They will. They just will. Because those guys, you know, are going to print money in Vegas and, and L.A.
2: Well, for, I right? mean, initially, yes. But yeah. they still have to win games, too, Brent. Like, yeah, you're going to have this brand-new stadium in Las Vegas, this brand-new stadium in L.A., and people are going to be excited. It's kind of like moving the games to London. Like, yeah, people are pumped up for games in London, people that are over there, because it's something new, refreshing. But if you don't win games, eventually that's going to lose its luster. I promise you.
1: Yeah, but I don't know if you're losing money in Vegas and in LA either way. Is my are they sliding down the chart? You know, yeah. are the Chargers and 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 Rams, which they were 25th, 26th, 27th according to, to these charts and yeah. local revenue. Now they got these stadium that stadium, and now they're 14th. Mm-hmm. Would they slide down? I don't know. Again, we don't yeah, know. We, we, don't. Don't, we don't know that. Um, but that's where the treading water came in. Treading water meant they were still in the bottom quarter of the NFL, which is 25 through 32 in local revenue. And in Bro, their mind, again, again, yeah. again, I'm just sharing, and no, I get I it, and I, I know, get man. it. I'm I know, just I'm just a messenger trying to, uh, as the way I understand it, is there is that belief that you better be in the th- you have a better chance of making it, better chance of being good even on the field. If you're in the top half of the league. But they've got to show us that they can be in the well, top half of the league to, to show us those numbers.
2: Exactly. You know, I get it. Jacksonville is a small market team, and right now you're in the bottom part for revenue, I guess. Okay? and You guys are treading water. But you're also in the bottom part for the last decade of wins and losses. Wins and losses. Okay? Now, is there a correlation to that? I don't know. I'm not a businessman, but I would probably say, uh, yeah.
1: Well, that's what I tried to ask a 17-18, and they still said they were treading water even in seventeen eighteen, But we haven't experienced the long-term part this. More of your calls, 904 9901 star, star, 690. Uh, what else some of the folks are saying on social media as well? It's uh, not a safe place to be right now. And rightfully so. We'll be back.
3: You know, when I was announced as the owner eight years ago, really my goal was to keep Jaguars and Jacksonville. And we will have to think unconventionally, uh, and we'll have to have a a different playbook. Pretty much, what do we have to do to win on the field? That's paramount to us. But then we have to win off the field, which is uh, to be able to generate the revenue, to invest in the team, to help it win and play a role uh, in really growth vitality of Jacksonville
1: shot con on Jaguars.com, sat down with the team and talked about a lot of these kind of issues. He did talk on a conference call earlier today with some of the local media as well, and just that setting was pretty much around the horn with about a dozen uh, media folks. Mark Lamping was on that call, too. Went about a half hour, so quite frankly, we got the opportunity to ask two questions um, sure. in that time frame. And we could actually go all over the place, ask some football questions, too, uh, but it was mostly London-based questions. Uh, so, for all, oh, just so, uh, and I understand you guys, uh, you guys, anybody doesn't understand exactly how this all works in our end of the world. And we got a lot of of that today. Well, ask the questions. Ask the questions. Well, I, I'm just not allowed to pick up the phone and call ShotCon and ask questions. That's not how it works. And so today we had a half hour with ShotCon, but not like I had a half hour with ShotCon. 12 of us had a half hour with ShotCon. And I, I, maybe it was 15. I don't know how many people. Yeah. But so you got a couple questions in and you hope you get to as many of the answers as possible. And some of those questions were for Mark Lamping too. So, um, I did this afternoon sit down with Mark Lamping to get a further explainer and a little bit of a deeper dive, uh, for about 15 minutes. And that will, we'll have some of that coming up here on the show and also on CBS 47 and Fox 30. So that's kind of where our end of this is. Uh, meanwhile, we're fishing for. Answers too. And trying to figure out what the impact on is on it. Because listen, I, I think this impacts so many different things. I, yeah, and I still have a lot of questions, by the way, on, on some of the impact. Obviously, the fans are number one impact. Does it impact the football team of being good? Does it impact the sustainability of this football team? Does it impact the perception of this football team? Does it impact employees and, and vendors and sponsors and everybody else that's a part of this team? Because now you're taking away a second uh, home
2: game. Well, it's going to so, it hurt the local co- community as well. Who could you it? know? I mean, I'm sure a lot of people around downtown Jacksonville, they depend on those Sunday games to, you know, obviously sell merchandise or food or whatever it is that they're selling. And so all those questions are on the table. I think there's a, a round impact
1: of, of this decision today. Uh, and also, I guess, pie in the sky looking way down the road is one step back or another step back, help you get to where you want to go down the road. I think that's their hope. I think that's the way it's been explained to 2025 to 2028 to 2030 to all those things. Because I will say this, and this I, – I am very confident in this. This has nothing to do from what the what they're saying, what who's saying, what, you know, however you want to interpret this. I don't think they're moving the football team. If they wanted to move the football team, moving the football team is easy. Mm-hmm. It's not as hard as people think. It's easy. They could have done it any time in the last eight years. They could do it tomorrow if they want. I don't think they're moving the football team. Now, listen. You can come back. I got already Ruth's Chris on the draft, so in the next ten years, <laughs> oh, right? Yeah, that's right. So, part I mean, of that, you can come back me down the road. I'm just telling you. I've asked and looked into this story for longer than just the last eight hours, and I've told you this before, and we've talked about this before. I genuinely don't believe they're moving the football team. I really don't. Uh, and they have said that. I think Commissioner Roger Goodell at least said that about London specifically this past week, that we're not even thinking about it right now. I see so many folks on my time on say, yeah, it's going to be a play in 2022. Commissioner Roger Goodell basically just said, we're not moving a team there in 2022. No chance. Yeah, It's like no chance it's happening. I think Shad Khan was on with Rich Eisen last fall and said, we're not moving the team to London. I don't even think one can work there full time right now. It can't. And, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. you can't. Yeah. And I think, I think the NFL has admitted that I think when this started eight years ago and whether it was the Jags or another team, I think the plan was to put something in place. I talked to the guys over at sky sports quite a bit, uh, in London. And I think that was their perception is that that's where that started is the people in London thought by 2022, we might have a team here. And that is essentially off the table. Now, 2030? I don't know. But I'm telling you, I don't believe at all from anything I can say from people in the NFL, Jags, City, London that this team is, is moving anywhere. I really don't.
2: So and, I don't yeah, know if that, I, agree I, with you. I,
1: that I, guess, I guess gives me the more longer term approach to this to some degree is okay if they're not going to move it then what does the thing look like in 2025 or 2028? And I think one other part of that is Sean Conn just said invest, right? We are just talking about, well, if you have local revenue, you can invest in players maybe a little bit differently in terms of your way you structure and guarantee money. And I think even Trey Wingo just tweeted something out recently about the big goal is to have a stadium and you could put your own money in if you have local revenue to a new stadium rather than, Ask the city for more and more dollars, which always becomes very difficult to pass and get that done if you have to go that route.
2: Yeah, man, I guess here's my problem, Brent, and and, and I guess this is my issue. But I'm looking at it more from a former football player than I am looking at it from a business standpoint. Okay, when you say, all right, we're doing this stuff for the revenue to try to maybe generate some more income to pay those football players, Okay, that's fine. But at the same time, I'm going to make the argument and say, if you're not winning football games, it's going to be hard to get free agents to want to come play for you. All right? There's a reason why the Patriots have been so good the past decade. Yes, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, all that stuff. But guess what? They also get the free agents because you know what? Team players are willing to take a pay cut to go to the Patriots. Players want to go to the Eagles because they have a good culture. Okay. Um, players want to go to the Packers because there's a good culture in place, even with a new head coach. Like that's just the way it works. So to sit here and say well we're doing this for the betterment of our team because we're going to generate more money hence we can you know have more signing bonuses and all this good stuff Okay, that's great for the guys that are on the team right now, but number one, you have to make sure the guys on the team actually want to stay in Jacksonville. And number two, for the free agents, you have to try to coax them to come from where they're at and to come to Jacksonville. And some guys will come because, yeah, maybe you have the top dollar and you pay them the most money, and sometimes money speaks louder than everything else. That's fine. But I'm saying when it comes down to getting that high-priced free agent and you're splitting it with another team who offers the same amount or another team – Are they going to want to come to Jacksonville just because you can offer them an extra $500,000 signing bonus? I really don't know, Brent.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's debatable. It comes down to money a lot. Let's get Douglas in before we go to break. Douglas on the line. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. All right, man, what's your thoughts on this one today?
5: Hey, on that local revenue, um, look at the players they didn't choose. Tim Tebow, we could have had merchandise. Derrick Henry, my goodness. What about merchandise on Derrick Henry? Uh David Caldwell just keeps blowing it on players.
1: Douglas, appreciate the call. Thank you. Um
5: l- listen, they could have
1: sold season t- they could have sold tickets, they could have sold uh revenue. Um I mean, sponsorship they could have sold jerseys, sure, with a guy like Tebow. But look where he is well, in the, hes not. It's—is that sustainable too? Be, be, I mean, be
2: more upset that they didn't get Lamar Jackson over Tim Tebow. Okay? Absolutely. that's a good point. Like, like the, don't no, you, you don't pull the Tim Tebow
6: card.
1: Yeah, and even the Derrick Henry card is, is okay, but but your point's better. Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Have you drafted well enough? Are you going to keep your guys? Yeah, all those things are better. Indicators of why you haven't won on the football field, which is what it, it, it does get back to um, in that regard. Now, uh, more to come. Uh, Four o'clock hour ahead, and, and we're staying on this topic. A lot of different ways to to go about it. Now, I started off uh, by saying, does it? How much does it tick you off? Versus how much are you kind of scared about it because of all the talk we've always had in Jacksonville, uh, and also. I mean, do we ever have to admit that it is difficult in Jacksonville? Even if we were to win, I know we haven't. We haven't experienced that, right, in Jacksonville. But how genuinely difficult is it in Jacksonville? Um, I think is a fair question. What does this place look like in ten years? And you know, which shot con the owner uh, if he says he's not moving it? We'll talk about it at four o'clock hour, ESPN six ninety.
6: what's been in the works is to be as creative as we possibly can to make sure we all meet our goal which is to have NFL football here in Northeast Florida forever. A lot a lot has changed since the Shot arrived. There's no talk of blackouts. There's no tarps in the stadium. There's big investments that have been made in Daly's place, over 100 million dollars in in the stadium, the London initiative and, and even bigger things to come with LaCey. And all of those have uh, two things in common. They benefit not only the football team but they benefit the community. And number two, they help support our objective of keeping the NFL here.
1: That's Mark Lamping, Jaguars president, who's uh, been talking today a little bit on uh, uh, the conference call this morning, and then I sat down with him this afternoon, and that was from my sit-down with him this afternoon, uh, just asking him about, It was really my lead question to the interview, just about how this came about. And how, uh, how long this has been in the works and getting it to this stage and the why now of this. Uh, you know, a big reason of the why now from their perspective, again, sharing information is because of these new stadium deals with the uh, teams relocating in, in the LA stadium and the Vegas stadium from a local, the, the barometer of the local revenue apparently has changed. Uh, so that's what, that's what, uh, is going on. Local revenue is like the buzzword. But I think what is important to understand, and again, as I learn a little bit more about it, because I finally just said so, what the hell does it even mean? Mm-hmm. Because all anybody thinks about is it's just money in the pocket, money in the pocket, money in the pocket. And I think local revenue, I mean, can be money in the pocket. But I think what kind of like we were just referring to the Trey Wingo tweet and we we're referring to some contracts and stuff. Local revenue can make you better on the field because it can help structure contracts. It, I, it was like giving an example like – uh you know say if if you wanted to go get Austin Hooper mm-hmm. this year and you had it was a 5 year deal worth 60 million dollars and you were going to spread it out in the guaranteed money over a couple of the first years something like that which is like a typical deal maybe give uh i don't know 20 million up front mm-hmm. well then another team can come in with a good local revenue or or with more money in their pool because everybody's got the same salary cap but more money to play with and say We'll give you that same deal, Austin Hooper. We'll give you actually five years, $55 million, but we're going to guarantee $35 million. And in this day and age, in this sport, the guaranteed money is king. Correct. Right? So I, that's, I guess, just an example of what the local revenue could mean and do. And then Wingo kind of put out there, and I think this is an important one, too, for way down the road, which asking people to look this far down the road is a little silly right now, but for a potential stadium, which will come about at some point. And that is, can you create enough in this pool, put it away, and boom, utilize that to put $700 million into a new stadium? Mm -hmm. Could be the case. Uh, That's kind of what local revenue is. So is there enough of that? I think people equate to, is he making enough money? (laughs) Right? Sure. But I don't necessarily know – and some of that might be the case with local revenue. How much money can you make? It's a business. But I do think there is reinvestment into your own product that gets done out of that, I guess, is what I'm just trying to clarify from what people uh, have said. The other big one, and I just – got this. I think Cap uh, said it as well, um, and I've gotten this a lot today, is the organization was bought for $770 million by a billionaire, by Shad Khan. Correct. Since then, in 2012, it's now valued at 2.3, I think it is. Forbes says 2.3 billion. Pretty good profit. Pretty good profit. But this is my interpretation of that. And I think I'm right. If you bought a house for whatever, you know, it, it, and actually, I know I'm right. Well, I know I'm right from their way of thinking because I asked Lamping this exact thing this afternoon and he actually answered the way I was thinking. It doesn't mean you're pulling – like, you can buy something. It can be worth more five years down the road. But what does that do day in, day out, month in, month out to pay bills, reinvest, all those things, other than you can borrow more money against it or you could sell it and make money? Correct. Right? So how's that I – mean, you're not printing money just because all of a sudden the organization but is it, is worth more than it was. Like, why is, how's that help you day to day?
2: I mean, I guess it doesn't – I don't know. I mean, that's – if, if your you house work, right yeah. now is, if you bought your house for one hundred fifty thousand dollars, yeah, and if you
1: bought, in five years from now you sell it for, it, it, they say it's worth four hundred thousand dollars because Zillow dot com says it's worth four hundred thousand sure. dollars. Are you going out and buying another nice car? Are you going like in but, between yeah. now and then? Are you going out and spending more money on dinners? Are you? Do you feel more? I mean, you could redo your kitchen because you could borrow against it, I guess. Yeah. But or when you sell it, you feel like you are going to make a profit. Yeah. But at, aren't they two different things, I guess, is my point. The valuation of your team and the actual money you're bringing in on a month-to-month, year-to-year basis is a totally different thing.
2: But the argument can be, well, the valuation of a team, so be it. But then let's be honest. Who are the highest value teams? Usually teams that win championships. Okay, like I, I wonder – I don't have the numbers in front of me, but what are the Patriots? Yeah. Well, the Dallas okay. – no, that's not true, though. That's not true because the Knicks – are like the most profit are,
1: are the are the by Forbes, I, mean, I, I think i think i'm pretty sure the knicks are like the most expensive franchise in sports well
2: that's because i mean they're in new york obviously but i'm saying like from
1: and they've lost okay. all the time that's my point so is it too are we are we are we grouping valuation of a franchise and what it's worth just because the nfl has been king into but then what being are, able to operate and and structure yourself day in day out are those two different things, and we're well, merging no, them into one? no, I mean, one. listen,
2: ShotKhan's not trying to flip the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's not trying to, like, come in, do something to it, and then make more money off it. He He's not a house flipper. But at the same time, he's a businessman. And if your business is worth something, and then all of a sudden it gets re-valued you know, at a higher price, yeah. well, that does say something, Brent. Because yeah. like that, that's the point of owning well, good. the business. It's yeah, good. It's fantastic. But it doesn't help you day to day, my I guess. Oh, okay. My yeah. Point. I mean, I guess out of good, it doesn't help you day to day. You know?
1: It's like, it's it's really, I guess a better example, I should have said, if you have like a duplex and you're an investment owner in a property and you bought it for 150 and it's now worth 300 but the rent's still $1,200 that you're collecting, yeah. you're not seeing that day to day.
5: Forbes but says. At, at
1: the end of the day, you're going to probably make pretty good money on it. If they're saying they're not going to sell the team, then the 2.3 billion doesn't matter.
2: I got you. I Does mean, it? I, I, I mean, are we I, confusing I that? I'm getting son. that
1: a lot. That wait a minute, you're talking about local revenue, but I think it's a different animal. I think that valuation, that Forbes list, is not apples
2: to apples. So the, the New England Patriots are seven right now in all of sports. Right, right behind Manchester United soccer team. New, the New England Patriots are valued at 3.8 billion. Manchester United, 3.81 billion. Now, is that because of
1: their stadium and Patriot Place and their their success?
2: I'm I'm gonna be honest with you, man. You 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 go to Wisconsin or you go across the you know, you go to Europe and you ask people what do you think about Patriot Place? No one's gonna have an idea what that is. But if I ask people what do you think about Tom Brady, the new Patriots we think about all their championships, people are gonna have an opinion.
1: No, I no, absolutely. But my point is are they worth would they be worth two point two billion without Patriot Place?
2: I mean, I think they're going to be valued high regardless because they're winning. What's the like, Cowboys? Yeah, but see, that's where I don't know
1: if we're exactly right on that. Okay. Like, what's the. Well, I just told you. Are the Knicks number one? No. no the Cowboys Dallas are Cowboys. apparently number one. Okay, from the where are the Knicks? Knicks are one. Knicks
2: are two, five.
1: Three, four, fifth. fifth. The Knicks haven't won in 25 years. So how can that be a
2: correlation? Because it's New York City. Okay. I mean it's New York City's the place to be dude. I mean that's it's New York like I don't know what the Giants are but I'm sure the Giants are up there as well. I Yankees mean Yankees are too. Of, of course my, uh, one they've won. But my point is this, the, the New England Patriots. I mean as far as like the New England Market Brent, you work like you're familiar with it. How, how big is the New England Market? Oh, it's pretty big. But I mean uh, it's in the, it, But in terms of like New York and all that stuff, I mean where does it rank? Is it right with New York? Is it a little below uh, New York? Boston Is, it, is be, it right with LA?
1: Boston would be like in the I think their market like six. So they'd be around the Dallas okay. and Chicago's and the LA's. Yeah. Okay.
2: I'm just saying I, I think the New England Patriots they're high because they win.
1: Yeah. That's the that's what I'm gonna say. Uh, I, I, well, I agree with you, by the way, that winning helps build all that stuff up. Winning would help local mm-hmm. revenue. I'm not this, but this isn't me saying winning wouldn't help local revenue. I'm just trying to separate. I keep getting the question. Well, if you're 2.1 billion, 2.3 billion dollars, if that's what you're valued at, well, then you are making money. How much money do you need? I don't think that's what that means. I think that's what, if you sold it, that's what it would be worth. It doesn't mean you're making that money every year and you're making more and more money. I, I think those can be two separate things. Okay. In, in my view. Yeah. And by the way, I think if the Jags were to win for two decades, their franchise might be worth $3.5 Sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree with that. <laughs> you. Know what yeah. I mean? yeah. Even in little Jacksonville. Yep. For uh, sure. So I think that could be the case. Um, who do we have on the line? James. James. Uh, sorry, James. Sorry to keep you waiting. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 as we continue to go to economics class here on the uh, Tuesday edition of the show. Austin's head is spinning.
2: It hurts, man. I have sparring tonight, too, so please do channel. <laughs> Come on.
5: <laughs> what you got, James? How are you guys doing? Listen, I wanted to tell you, I just retired, moved up the area a couple of years now in Jacksonville, or I, you know, more St. Augustine, and I love, love, love your show. You guys are awesome, awesome guys. I love listening to you every day. You are amazing. I just want to get that out of the way. I just really think you're so cool. Appreciate, Appreciate it, you. man. No problem. Listen, I had a little question now. Obviously, um, I come from South Florida, and I'd seen the transition when I was a kid. The Dolphins weren't around, and the Dolphins came '66, and then they had, you know, the Panthers and uh, Heat and blah 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 going down the line and built the and other sports teams. When I come up here, I was a, I was kind of shocked that Jacksonville Jaguars, the only team in the area, should be just booming where people can't get enough of them because that's all they have, and I kind of was kind of hurt today that when I found out they were going to London for two games going, hey, these teams, uh, you know, it's rare you get a home game and especially you never give that up. And now they're like, it's like a slap in the face. It's like, well, first of all, your area can't even draw a Super Bowl and then you can't even attract other franchises for other sports in the area and now you might even lose the Jaguars and I'm like, they got to be promoting this team. They got to be making everything they can to make these fans excited win or lose. You can't let this team go. I mean, I'm feeling so bad and I'm not a Jaguars fan and I I hurt for you guys. I really really do. And there's something's got to be done whether it's got to be advertising or drinking those ticket sales and getting people in the seats. Something to draw and make this fan base better. Uh, that's all I wanted to say. I just wanted to get that out of my chest. James, appreciate the
1: call, and thanks uh, for the kind words about the show. Thanks for listening to Action Sports Chats on ESPN 690. Here's what I would say to James here. you got to win. That's what, again, it comes Drugs. back to the – this fan base has been asked to do a lot. This fan base has been asked a lot. There are so many folks that do a lot, and – Whether the fan base wants to admit it or not, the organization is right about one thing. There are challenges here in Jacksonville that other places don't have. Mm -hmm. The bottom line is, ask yourself this, if Stan Kroenke bought the team, would they still be here? Raise your hand if you think yes.
2: I mean, I I, I literally don't know, dude. They bought St. Louis and he moved
1: it to to L.A. Yes, you do know the answer. The answer is they would not be here. All right. They do. I mean, okay. come on, man. They I, wouldn't. I got you. All right. They wouldn't be here. Okay. And I'm not, that's not a defense. That's reality. Like, okay. we have to check in with reality. But to James's point, like, you can't ask the fans to do any more that's already here. Yes, it has challenges. The team needs to do more and win. We mm-hmm. all know that. That's the, that's the thing that hangs over everything. Mm-hmm. That's, by the way, when you talk to Lamping and shotgun they say we need to win. They, they say it's priority. I know they're the ones that supposedly can make it happen. I don't think Lamping as much. But Shad is to make the right decisions, put yeah. the people in place to make the right decisions, and then the players and the coaches and win. And they haven't done it. Like, uh, Johnny just said to me, he's like, hey, Patriot place would be nothing and nobody would go if the Patriots wouldn't win. And I say, how do we know? Just yeah. much like we don't know – If the Jags would be sustainable, if they won three years in a row, the Patriots haven't lost. So So we have no idea. Patriot Place was built in 2007. And by the way, Patriot Place, it wasn't just Patriot Place. Before the Patriots got good, this good, they built the stadium. It wasn't they got good and then built the stadium. They built Gillette Stadium, and in 2001, that season... 2002, Actually, it opened coming off the Super Bowl. It was the perfect collision. How many times have I said that on the show? The perfect collision of building a stadium, building around the stadium, and being great. And the Patriots ran into that. And I think that's a little much to ask any organization to do what the Patriots have done. We've never seen it in sports, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. But it was the perfect collision. And, yes, Patriot Place was built down the road, but Gillette Stadium, a brand-new stadium, was built first Mm -hmm. and then they won or at the same time they won but the but it was in the works for four years patriots sucked most most of the time before that Mm -hmm. so It wasn't just because they won that those things were built. It was a marriage of all that together, which I've always said in Jacksonville needs to have. If you could have the collision of building Lot J, of building the shipyards and winning football games, it's the ultimate collision. And by the way, in that time frame, if you could also have a face of the franchise like a Tom Brady or maybe a Gardner Minshew. Mm-hmm. At the same time, well, now you're talking about just, oh, my gosh. Like, that is as good as you can get. Sure. That is that is what you want. That is nirvana right there. Mm-hmm. And I have said that for years because I watched it in front of my own eyes in New England. And, yes, it's a different market. And it's not very comparable because they win all the freaking time and won for two decades. So it's a very tough one to comp. But that's what happens. Well, I think L.A. will fall into that. I think Oakland will fall into that. If Oakland goes to Vegas and they get good at the same time for a nice three, four, five-year run, it's nirvana. That's sure. what you want. If you mm-hmm. could do that, I don't know if everybody can time it out that way.
2: So interesting article here with the Forbes, and this is put out by Kurt Bandenhausen, and this was last year's numbers. So the Jacksonville Jaguars right now are the 49th um, you know, valued franchise in sports at $2.8 billion. Guess who's behind them and guess who's in front of them. Behind, New Orleans Saints, valued at $2.08 billion. Ahead of them, the Kansas City Chiefs. At, so at what about uh, $2.4 billion? $2, $2.1 billion. So, I mean, take that for what you want. I don't that really proves I mean, that kind of proves your point more than anything, where you have two teams that have success, and they're valued right around the Jacksonville Jaguars, but obviously the Jaguars are, and, we're talking about all this stuff right now, and the, the Saints and the Chiefs, Aren't having any of these kind of conversations at all.
1: Yeah, they're not. You're yeah. right. But but my point in that, and, and I think what I would like to know, and maybe we can. Find, I don't know if these are public things. so somebody can find this out, what are those two teams? Because that's a great example. What are those two teams in local revenue? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, Wouldn't says, that then, because what so I'm trying op- to do is separate. Like I believe the valuation of that Forbes stuff is different than what they're talking about. Like <laughs> it's not an apples to apples comparison, and I think that kind of proves it, right
2: there. Well, they give you operating income. What is it? So operating income for the Saints is $115 million. Operating income for the Jacksonville Jaguars, $63 million. Operating income for the Kansas City Chiefs, $60 million. So it's less hmm. than the Jacksonville Jaguars. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Okay, but the Saints are a good. Uh, the Saints, you had me for a minute <laughs> no, for <laughs> on sure. the Saints because that's double the Jags. It is. And the Saints have been good. Yeah. I, I, now, I don't know if that's the same thing. I, I just I'm, don't know. I'm just going, Honestly. By, yeah, I'm just going by, by what that's i But that's an here. interesting number, an interesting yeah. comparison, two teams. Now, look it. We're talking about... One team that's got it right on the football field mm-hmm. in the last five or six years,
2: they got Andy Reid, they got Patrick Mahomes, they got the
1: you know, yeah. and one team that hasn't. Yeah. So but it doesn't change their bottom line that
2: much. But obviously it's gonna be interesting to see next year when the numbers come out what, that's a where good exactly call. the Chiefs that's a good are ranking then after that Super Bowl victory. Yeah. Good call. Yeah, yeah. Um
1: but and, and now what someone's gonna to say to me, and I think it's a fair question, well the Chiefs are operating on a two billion dollar valuation and sixty million dollars and why aren't they taking a game to
2: London? Correct. Right. Yeah. And that's. I mean, that's what the, once again that's what Forbes.com is saying right here. So that's a that's a that's a fair question. Yeah. Um. Even though I don't. Kansas City. How much bigger
1: a market is Kansas City than Jacksonville?
0: Ten. ten? Not even ten. Like within. We're top. We're forty. I think forty-one, and I think uh, they're like thirty-five. Okay. Yeah. So it's Not similar
1: much. size. Pretty similar yeah. size uh, market. Uh. All right. We got to take a break. When we come back. John Bachman joins the conversation. More of your phone calls 904 362 to baby give me a shield <laughs> send me get
0: the button
1: ready. send me the uh, the cutout of uh, Austin I kind of want to just put it in front of me all day today <laughs> uh, Oh hey join the conversation and by the way this is a conversation and we're listening so jump on in I mean, uh, I, I'm trying to get to some of the social media response I'm trying to keep up with it um, just an open conversation today about a second home game in London not a happy day in Jacksonville. More on ESPN 690
6: next. I, I don't think anybody can understand what a relocation can do uh, to a community more than I can. I've been through it three times, unfortunately, in St. Louis. First with the St. Louis Hawks a long time ago, and then with the St. Louis Football Cardinals, and finally with the Rams. You know, I know what that could do for a community, or what, uh, do to a community. We had the front row seat uh, in Oakland when we played there in December you know coming out of that game standing next to shad knowing that you know our commitment principally his commitment and his willingness to believe in what jacksonville can, can become
1: that's uh, that's Mark Lamping um, on some of Shad Khan's views, but also what they've done uh, since buying the team in 2012. It is an interesting dynamic. A lot of there's a lot of connections. I don't know about a lot, there are a few connections to St. Louis with this organization that lived through relocations a couple of times with their football team, uh, but grew up in that area. You know, and kind of were fans of that area. Like Lamping's a, a Cardinals fan. You know, so uh, St. Louis Cardinals and. They have perspective on it, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. when you do talk to them, you kind of sense like like that stings still, mm-hmm. you know, and they don't want that. They know what that tastes like. Now, again, I will go. I will continue to say much like Ruth Chris in, in the draft, as I continue to say. Then I'm gonna have to buy if it doesn't come here. Looking forward to yeah, that. Get a little more nervous about that if they don't put a shovel in, lot, Jay. Looking forward to that. <laughs> hey guys, go. Take your time. Take your time. I'm talking about cowboy ribeye, baby. But I will continue to say, over the years of being around and talking and digging on this stuff, I don't think they're going anywhere. I genuinely don't think they're going anywhere. You can believe what you want to believe. I can believe what I want to believe. Mm-hmm. But I don't just believe it. I'm, and I'm, I'm digging on it a little bit, and I don't think they're going anywhere. And I think part of that response from Lamping is indication. Now, that does not make taking two games to London the right way to fix this. I don't know if that's the right answer either. In fact, today I would say I don't think I would make that move. That's not my move to make. Mm -hmm. But I think much like we said, the valuation versus the local revenue might be two different things. I think that's two different topics. Relocating, moving a team. Jags had every chance to do that in the last eight years. Mm-hmm. Shotgun could have easily done that. Mm-hmm. Three teams have done that. And mm-hmm. I think that's raw evidence. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think that's spin. I don't think that's coming out of That's fact. We're seeing it. Oakland has a great fan base. We
0: were there for the last game. They're moving. They're right. done. They're never going back to Oakland. But why? Mainly because stadium. Oakland didn't want to put up hundreds of millions of dollars for a stadium. That's right. Mm-hmm. So we've got that issue will be coming up in Jacksonville in yeah. the next what, three to five, maybe ten years? I don't know. It would probably be less than ten. I would guess it would be three to five.
1: Yeah, and I think, John, their point to a degree about the local revenue ends up there. Yeah. I think it ends up there but am I, because of local revenue can help provide funding for that from the team. Yeah. I, is the way yeah. I understand it. Yeah. Now, again, that's not me saying, yeah, go ahead, take four games to London. Right. But that's what the point is on the local revenue, sure. what it can help do and not get in that situation where you battle. Because we've seen it all over. Listen, they almost moved Again, I go back to New England. That's where I grew up. New England almost moved to Connecticut. They almost moved to New Hampshire for a time. They almost moved until Kraft said, I'm buying the damn thing and we're building it here.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, And he came in and did that. Um, and I don't know how much... I forget the money. I was young, younger there. I don't even know how much money... But he was committed to money, it and he, he stayed, stayed there it. and built the winner. Yeah. And he bought he bought it from other people, right? Because yeah. there were several owners right. of the Patriots at that time. Right. So... uh So, yeah, I mean, we see those fights all the time. And we will be, you know, it's going to be when the stadium stuff, that's a lot of money. Yes. Like, right now, the stadium stuff... Even at a minimum, I think to renovate would be somewhere in the three-quarter of a billion-dollar range. That's yeah. just to renovate, and maybe I think it's more like a billion. Well, what's that in five, six, seven years in mm-hmm. terms of context with this arms race we have in professional sports yes. to build the finest and Taj Mahal's and host Super Bowls right. and all those things? It might be well
2: beyond that.
1: So we're talking about a lot of money
2: down the road in the stadium search. We are, man, but this isn't college football. Like You're not trying to recruit... Guys, to come play for you by having like the, the state of the art facilities and everything. Brent, I'm always reminded of Pittsburgh. You've been to Pittsburgh. You've seen a game in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Okay. Great stadium. Yeah, it's a great stadium, but it's nothing, it's nothing special. Like, you wouldn't go there and say, wow, this is state of the art. At least the last time I was there, which was like probably. Dang, like probably eight, nine years ago. Yeah. But like you wouldn't go there and say, Well, this is state of the art, like this is legit. No, man. it's not. It's it's a run of the mill stadium, but they sell it out because number one, it's obviously tradition and you go way back and the Jacks, well they can't do that right now, obviously, because can't go back. Yeah, you started in ninety five. You can't go back right now. But also, man, they just they win games like one of the best crowds you ever play for in front of is the Steelers, because the fans expect a win every single time they go to that stadium. And you cannot say the same thing about the Jaguars right now. Now, one
1: thing I I will say about the stadium, you go down, I I still say I think it's the best place to go in Pittsburgh and come out of that tunnel. And you see the lights and the new stadium. And you see PNC Park, which is one of the premier stadiums in baseball. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, again, when did
0: they build Heinz Field. That's a good question. But my point is. I remember is, covering
1: the 2001. So it was like 2000. It's probably nine, late 90s, 15 years old. More than that. Yeah. I think 2025. So my point to years. you,
0: though, Austin, is this. Yep. Those are two separate things you're talking about. Yes, they've always been a winner, and that is a fact. And they've got fans that will pack the stadium no matter what. So Hinesville, by the way, opened up in 2001. Okay. So yep. it, is, it is now 19 years old. Guess what? They're on the list for new stadium talk. Sooner, they well, are going or to be talking be. about. I don't know what. They, I have. I have no idea if they're already talking about it. But I. I will bet you. There'll be some talk coming up soon on that because you look around the league, there aren't too many stadiums that are even as old as that
2: stadium. But I'm saying it's one of the older stadiums but, now. But, but, but I'm saying exactly. But I'm saying from the Pittsburgh standpoint, like, do you think they're walking that stadium thinking, "Man, we we got to update this, we got to update that"? No, I mean, no, I don't but, know, man. Like, I don't live in the Pittsburgh, so it's hard for me to say. No, but, but I don't well, think they are. Are
0: fans in ja- other than the shade issue and fans in Jacksonville doing that? No, the reason you build a new stadium is because it's more revenue for the team. It's not for the. It's not. It's yes. It's a well, better fan Jacksonville. experience. They need to do something well, for they the better. Fan the experience. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. They do, and that's what I'm saying, other than those obvious upgrades that could could help the fan experience. But the point I'm making is that these new stadiums are not built they're built to enhance the fan experience, yes, but ultimately they're built to enhance the
2: revenue for the team. No, I understand that. Obviously, you build a new stadium, and all of a sudden we're talking Super Bowls now, maybe in Jacksonville. Well, now more now luxury talking... boxes that you can charge yeah, a lot I mean, more. you I got seat licenses.
0: That. You've got all these things that you can do to generate more revenue. The Falcons, you know, they built that big, huge, beautiful stadium, and they, they you know, the season ticket holders had to buy uh, seat licenses, which was, was basically ponying up thousands of dollars just for the opportunity to buy season tickets mm-hmm. now that allows you to sort of own the seat and you can then turn around and sell some seats so, like tickets to concerts and stuff there's that's a whole nother story but my point is with these new stadiums there is a big jump in revenue to be had and that's what that's the main driver for doing this the northern stadiums too at least when that
1: was built you didn't worry about hosting Super Bowls because nobody was
0: like right. there were Super Bowl cities. There was right.
1: L. A. and San Diego and Miami. Miami. Uh, there was you New know Orleans. Uh, New Orleans. Yeah, but now it's kind of changed a little bit. Indianapolis has hosted, MetLife has hosted, but even the Patriots when they built, they didn't build that with like, hey, someday will host a Super Bowl. Right. Now when you build stadiums like Atlanta, yeah. uh, you renovate like Miami. You know, you do those. Now you're like, well, we're doing this because we want to host, whether it's Super Bowls, drafts, whether it's college national championship games, semifinal games, you do that to host, or big concerts, right? Still, I mean, now it's a concert. It, yeah, game. but
0: it still all falls under the umbrella of, of a revenue gain Absolutely. for the, for the team. Yeah. And that's why you do it. And that's why people, uh, you know, that's why the argument can be made that, You know, public dollars shouldn't go towards something that really increases the revenue for the team. Now you could argue they're paying more in taxes. And I mean, there's a, there's a really good argument to be had there. But the, the, the point is, is ultimately all of those reasons you just gave are under the umbrella of making the NFL team more money. Yeah. Um and yes, that's it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Listen, and, and that's it's what it's all about. A, and I told you this it's before. It's like it's a faux pas to say it's about money at times, and it and it is because it's tugging at the heartstrings of yeah, of all it's of our us, team, right, right. Yet you have to remind yourself. We just had this conversation yeah. in, in a break. It's like it is a business,
0: a successful
1: one. It's a business at times. That doesn't make this uh, again. I, I'm not making excuses. I'm just telling you the fact. It's yep. a business. Yep. And they are in it to make money. I use this example at our stations here. I mean, they make, they may make a lot of money and still cut back stuff and we complain about it. And we're like, what the heck? We can't do without it. And they're still making and printing money, but they're still going to do it because they can print more money.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right.
1: That's I mean, right. that's, that's reality of the business world. Yeah. Now you add, no. I don't think people are as invested in our company as they are in the Jaguars
0: and paying their $100 well, in the, dollars thing, the NFL like, product the equity the is An- totally different. The NFL product is undeniably one of, if not the most successful consumer product there is right now. Uh, iPhone maybe is, is, is close first or second, or your Android or whatever it may be that you're connected to. But other than that, name something. There's nothing that people uh, – i mean how many people watch the super bowl on sunday yeah it, the, the, i mean we it, just hundred plus yeah. million there's only 350 million people in the united states
1: let me ask you this john uh, get ready to go cbs 47 fox 30 off the duck down and do some tv here tonight too uh, uh part of my sit down with mark lamping and we have team coverage on this but you know obviously the we're here for the fan, we're trying to listen to the fans and, and more of just conversation, um, and bringing everything up. Like we always try to do, we talk around this thing, whether it was Yannick and or, or this, and there are a lot of different angles to it. Uh, and, and that doesn't always make it right, but, uh, everybody can jump in 904-362-9901-star-star-690, and we're hopefully going to get to some of this, uh, social media reaction. But from a, there are interesting angles that really don't, we don't talk about probably much on this show. Sponsors, Mm-hmm. Uh, business and eventually the lot J and shipyards, which was mentioned a lot today. Like, I, I don't know. If Mark Lamping mentioned that a bunch of times, I think, to say we still have this vision. Mm-hmm. I think that's why he mentioned it that many times. Sure. We our vision is not two games to four games to go to London. Right. Our vision is two games to make Jacksonville work, to complement Jacksonville, to get to lot J to shipyards and build this city up. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's what their angle was what does it mean on a, uh, a, here at today all this stuff from that standpoint what's the mayor saying about yeah. it what what are businesses saying about it i know we're working on some of those stories. we have
0: team coverage on this we've got all those uh, we we're, we're we're addressing all of those questions so i'm glad you brought it up uh, number one the mayor did put out a statement and he um as you would expect w- uh, was as supportive of this as can be um, p- talking about some of the connections made with businesses over there in london that have brought jobs to jacksonville what we're trying to find out is exactly how many jobs really have been brought here because of this yeah. and how how much of this you know uh sister across city. the pond thing really yeah. working for jacksonville um as they want us uh you know to believe and, i'll be and honest
1: with you too i've been a believer go back to the beginning of this i've been a believer yeah. in that to help jacksonville and i'm not sure i've seen that enough i i think there are small
0: little hints of if it if it's there i would say they haven't done a good enough job of Rimbling highlighting it, it. yeah if, i agree with but that. i would say i would be with you i'm a little skeptical on how much it really has but we're going to dive into that a little bit i'm not sure how much of that we're going to be able to answer tonight but we're certainly looking at it asking those questions and certainly if we don't get the answer today that we like or are satisfied with rather we will uh, continue to press on that um but there, but there's that there you know um look there's you know the n f l has value, and um of course, the jaguars are well aware of that, and so the value of having an n f l franchise in jacksonville is 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 in a way kind of priceless in that you can't put a number on some things like just how businesses go and try to recruit people to work here, or if they're trying to, if the Chamber of Commerce is trying to bring a small business here, or whatever the case may be, sometimes, in fairness, you can't put a price or a number on that. You know, there's we're one of 32 teams, right? 32? 31? Yeah. 32. 32. We're one of 32 teams. 30 the, cities. Yeah, th- 30 cities who have an NFL franchise. <clears throat> we just got done saying how big of a product that is. That's a draw for a lot of things that are that are a lot of a lot of businesses and 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 just in general people so you know there is that but as far as the impact i mean yes look at downtown we we don't know what's going to go with the landing right now there's there's a lot of big question marks dia has taken bids and we just actually we've got a story on that tonight I uh, remember the old courthouse and city hall annex that was uh, yeah, that. D- demoed uh, about a year, maybe a year and a half ago. That property is ready to go, and we've got two bidders who are presenting, and we've got new drawings and renderings uh, with what their vision is for that property. That property sits um, closer uh, from like the Hyatt or whatever uh, uh, down towards you know just just I guess it'd be east along the river, um, not quite to the to the to the shipyards, but close. So. Um, you know, if the wheels start spinning on some of that, obviously that's contingent on a lot of this, right? Does one less game change stuff like that? I don't think so, not dramatically. I mean, if you're if you're building your, you know, 200 or 400 million dollar development based on on eight or seven home yeah. games and now you've got six, I just don't think that's probably happening. I do think though, Obviously, the Jags and having that stuff there is huge part of all of this. So, does is that, is that answer the question? I mean, yeah, so yeah, I, mean I, I think I mean, we've
1: got a bunch of different
0: angles to this.
1: I, I don't know a ton, about our it, audience right now. I think they care about winning football games. You yes, stop taking
0: my football. That's games away. right, and and, and, yep. that is, right. and that is and yep. that is and we're gonna talk we're gonna talk a lot about that tonight too yep. on the television side of things. We're getting fan reaction and and yeah, I, I don't think any one of us sitting here is saying that this is good for the fans because it's clearly not good for the fans no no that's um, why. i think the argument being made is you know two versus not having the team at all that's what some would say
1: yeah and so but by that the doesn't way doesn't take away from the no. fact
0: that we're losing
1: a dougom game here in jackson listen i'll be honest with you everybody here and, and i try to stay away from this because i've been in this town long enough to know that i think we're all tired of this yeah and that is the lucky-to-have-a-team right. mentality. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm beyond that. Yep. I'm over that. There was some of that. There was some of that at the end of Wayne Weaver. There was some of that with – I don't know listen, I've, I've long said – I thought early on, and I'm not necessarily off this train, I thought they were lucky to find Chad Khan because, again, I asked you the question earlier. Stan Kroenke, team's gone. There's no doubt. Team's mm-hmm. gone. I, I don't know if anybody else – I don't know what that list uh, – wasn't it like the the FedEx guy uh, almost was rumored to, to – The guy who owns the Smith? skins now? Dan Snyder? No, nah, no. Nah, it was the FedEx guy. Smith, I think his name is. I, I don't thought, know. I thought Big Dan FedEx Snyder was –
0: anyway, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah. he was
1: rumored at one time? Yeah. I think it been gone. Ben Gone. Right. So I, I think in that sense, I think Shad has been good from a visionary standpoint. And uh, like I said, everything I can find, he likes Jacksonville. He wants to see Jacksonville grow. Right. And I've said this before, that I think if I was Shad – I'm looking at a top 40 city, with ocean, river, airports, and saying it's a blank canvas and I, no identity. By the way, one of the fastest growing
0: areas fastest in growing. the entire country, too.
1: And so I can I can do whatever I want with this, and I'm like the 400th richest guy in the world. <laughs> yes, where else can you <laughs> find that? Right. And yeah. so I think there's about a it legacy way.
0: to be had there for sure.
1: But just to wrap my point, I don't play. I've heard people say that. Whether I'm down at the Super Bowl or other places when I'm digging on this story, say, well, Jackson's lucky to have. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, go tell that to everybody again. No, no, I don't buy that anymore. Like, that's that's not part of this end of it, at least for me. That might be part of the perception. And it is part of the perception if I'm being real. But we're not we don't go there anymore. There was a time that you almost had to go there. And there was a little sense of fans
0: who have suffered through decades of losing are not going to say we're lucky for that opportunity. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's it's (laughs) painful and you're not going to be lucky to have that happen
1: to you. Absolutely. Uh, All right. By the way, the biggest news of the day, John dropped off Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. Thank you for your support. I got snot dripping down my nose. I got sneezing and everything going
0: on with allergies, but I got Girl Scout cookies. What kind, Brent? All kinds. He, he ordered up a, a
2: wide variety. Are oh, those Thin Mints? Oh, wow. You, you, got, the whole, you got the whole troop thin work mints. there. Hey, by the no, way, dude, th- by the way, are no, 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 leave. Mints get these the Thin Mints out of my face. What? Those, are, those are so basic. Thin Mints? Horrible. No. Get them out of my face, Why Is he using, like, a huge psychology on I'm not a
1: chocolate guy, but
2: dosey yeah. dose, Whoa, I Peanut know. butter? Okay, yeah. Those those are, yeah. I actually like shortbread more than other people do. Oh, so basic, Brent. That is basic. That is
0: basic. Uh, you act like basic is a bad
1: thing. Come on. Samoas? Oh. Nothing wrong.
0: Mm. Awful. Coconut. Oh, he's going to hate on
2: Samoas? He's going to hate on Steph Samoas? Steph loves the Samoas. Oh, I'll go to war with Samoas. Bro. Yeah. I, I will go to war over Samoas. I feel like I've
1: been battling all day. I don't
2: want to oh, go battle let's over go, Samoas. Oh, go, man. I have a PowerPoint presentation ready about, to go. Ted talk. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right. All right. All right.
0: You guys uh, enjoy your cookies. I got to run. I just got a text saying I got to go. Yeah. Um, so do I. I'll be on TV be in a little bit. Hey, big district game Tonight, girls soccer. What you got? Bartram Nice. Oh, big Bartram That's Nice. Close, right before one of It was nothing? very one, close. One yes, this nice is good. Was team. it a tie? Uh, no, oh, I, I should know. I don't remember. It was, either, it was, one it was very close, either zero, 0 or one zero win, but uh, yes, right. it was close. Good luck. Yeah, nice. thanks. Good luck, guys. It's team, both teams, I have to say. That's right. Exactly. Good point.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys going to have a trophy? if you establish that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's, really yeah, that's whatever. Go yeah. scout cookies. Go okay. scout okay. cookies.
0: Fair enough, man. <laughs> thanks, guys. I'll right, see you soon, uh, Brent.
1: Before I get uh, down to TV land and hand this off to uh, Austin and Kuz just for a couple minutes, let's take some calls. Hey, uh, I think South Beach Gary's been on a while. Is he still there? Or who's there? Bill? Uh, let's take Bill. What's up, Bill? How you doing, man? Hey, Thanks for listening. Doing, it's, hard, it's hard. To, uh, it takes so long to get to you, man. Appreciate the call.
5: No worries at all, and I can't believe you hate smokes. <laughs> Thank you very uh, much. much. I mean, just really, <laughs> all right, Austin. Hey, you know, I got. A, I got a quick question for you guys. So, some of the questions that have come in is in reference to, you know, Chad wanting a new stadium. Coming in with every with all the rest of the development. Yeah. What's your guys' thoughts in reference? What's your thoughts in reference to that? Because. You know, I came from Atlanta, um, where you know now they've got the uh, the licensing with seats, which you know a lot of you know the people here in Jacksonville aren't going to pony up twenty thousand dollars for a seat
1: license. I don't think it will be structured that way here in Jacksonville. And by the way, that hasn't worked very well in Atlanta either.
5: No, it hasn't um, at all. Except for big, big corporations pick up the seats. Yeah, and in New York,
1: uh, places like that, they've done it. But the, the that whole PSL thing can be a A a not so good way to go. But, uh, Bill, uh, on the stadium, I think my view of it is they will renovate this stadium sometime in the next. uh, Let's just say this. Mark Lamping said on a conference call today, we're talking uh, they already have an assessment in place that will take about a year. And to look at what needs to be done where they are at in the stadium process, and then probably looking at three or four years down the road where they would actually have plans, uh, what kind of dollars it would cost, all those things. So that gives you a little bit of a time frame. Three, four years, then you got to go muddle through all the politics of it, right? Uh, And who knows where that is at that time. So I believe we're talking between a seven- and ten-year period of having a new-look stadium in downtown Jacksonville. I did not say a new stadium. I don't think this will be blow the thing up and have a, a special explosion downtown for that stadium. Although, after all, the losses might not be a bad idea. But the, <laughs> uh, I think it will be a stripped-down renovation, much like Miami kind of just did with yeah. hundreds of millions of dollars and probably even a more extensive one for the Jaguars in this stadium. But the bottom line, Bill, is they do need a new stadium at some point. I mean, they are, I think it's uh, Buffalo and them. They're the only ones that haven't done any since significant increase to their stadium in the last 25 years. They will need that down the road. I actually believe some of this, this two games in London, helps pave the way for some of that posturing down the road if they need it. Their point of view is we need more local revenue to maybe put more funds toward that stadium. So, the stadium issue, while it's not front and center here today, it's not too far on the back burner, Bill.
5: So, so if the city does pay for, you know, part of this renovations, do you think the city is going to say, "Hey, look, we want, we don't want games in London anymore"?
1: That's a good and call. Say, we, need,
5: we need to move those, need to move those two games back to Jacksonville to help pay for it.
1: Yeah, that's a great call, and Bill, we're going to let you go because we're going to get to a break. But really good question, and I think there are two things that go into that. How much money is Shad Khan and the Jaguars going to put into that, right, and Mm -hmm. support? And that way you don't ask taxpayers as much money. And where are they at from a win-loss standpoint? You know, if if this team is winning, 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 well, don't we want more, 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 more games, right? Mm -hmm. If if we've got Patrick Mahomes right now here in Jacksonville, and we know that guy's going to be good for a decade, and now you're building a stadium, you're like, get the those games the hell out of London. I want them all. I want to see Patrick Mahomes every single time. Now, I'm not saying that would happen, but I think you're right. Those conversations could take place with the city. I'm telling you, man, that is so far down the road right now, at least on a day like today. They're good questions. Yeah. It's inter- I think that is on the horizon, those kind of conversations. Uh, but... Let's not even go with the stadium. It might not be the stadium that gets you there. If the Jaguars can win the next couple of years, I believe there will be an option in place to get one of those games back here anyway. I think that's my point, uh, personal view on it. I uh, don't know that just yet, but I think there will at least be a push. Say the Jags won this year. They go to the playoffs. Say next year they go to the AFC championship game. Say they win the Super Bowl in three or four years. I think people around here would be like, give me that game back. I want that game here. Don't you?
2: No, I absolutely. I mean, they agree want it now. You, I'm people just saying, but
1: I think they would really make a public push. Well, for it.
2: obviously, people want to watch a winner, man, and they want to be a part of that. And anytime your home team goes over, you know, the pond to London, you, you kind of lose that a little bit because not everybody can afford to fly over to London to cheer for their team. So, I absolutely agree, but I would still make an argument that they don't. I mean, I think people were okay with one game because yeah, yeah. they came along. But this second game, especially when you say winning is the most important thing, it's, it's hard for people to come along with you, and rightfully so.
1: Yeah, I... I You're right. It's not like you need to win to ask for it back. You don't want it to go away. You want it to go away in the first place. Uh, Fair point. All right, uh, more to come. I have to go check in TV Land, CBS 47, and Fox 30 for a couple minutes. I'll pop back up. Your call's still welcome, 904-362-9901. Quiz Austin about all the economics of this thing. He really wants to entertain those questions. Please do. Keep the conversation going, though. Uh, Star-star-690 and what's other number. (laughs) 904-362-9901. You've only been doing this for like 15 months. Learn the damn number,
2: Austin. Star-star-690. I just said it. (laughs)
3: So I've always felt the NFL team should win on the field and also make a difference in in the community they're in. This ties in on both of those aspects. First thing was we wanted to get a great game day experience for the fans and really uh, you know, it was important for us to invest in the stadium, in a publicly owned stadium. Uh, we invested over $100 million and I think the game day experience is pretty good. Uh, we want more people coming to Jacksonville that led to the development of Daily Place. Uh, we have uh, really the ultimate project, Lache that's been talked about for over 50 years in Jacksonville.
2: Jaguars owner, Shad Khan, giving some of his comments and thoughts, um, at jaguars.com today. Um, I'm going to share, cause, uh, by the way, hey, what's up? Austin Lane, <laughs> uh, ESPN 690, Action Sports Jax. Uh, my co-host Brett Marno had to go shoot some video quick, obviously, as it's a big talking point today. I'm going to kind of get in some more of my thoughts, um, and just where my head's at right now, some things I want to say. But first, let's go to the phone lines real quick. I think we've got South Beach Gary on the line. So we'll talk to him, and then I'll kind of get into what I'm just sitting here thinking right now uh, without my co-host Brent Martino here. <laughs> Gary, how you doing, man? Hey, Austin, how are you? I'm all right, man. Yeah,
7: thanks for taking my call. Uh, you know, the uh, you heard the spiel from Lamping, though. You know how how lucky the fans are to have one of the richest owners in the NFL – and they're talking about a five- to seven-year plan to renovate. But it doesn't take five- to seven years, Austin, to put up some shading for the fans. At least do that. That can be expedited and done right away. He's such a great owner. You know, there were people passing out yeah. in games in September for the Jacksonville team. show you really care about the fans, get off your butts and get that done at least right away. And show... Uh, this is our first step in improving this stadium. you got a Super Bowl in Miami. Next year's in Tampa. Jacksonville's only had one Super Bowl. You want to be able to attract, you know, not only, uh, you know, great concerts, the Super Bowl, also, you got the draft, so many means of revenue possibilities by, by a new stadium. You know, the show, to showcase the Super Bowl, they're not going to want to come to this old stadium, the NFL, Roger Goodell and the owners. To take five to seven years, I mean, I don't understand it, why, why it takes that long. And the fact that, you know, can you get this standing up right away, Austin, and I'll hang up and listen and let you comment on that. Thanks. All
2: right. All right. Thanks, Gary. And listen, let's be honest here. That's. Talking about the shade, that's something that South Beach Gary probably has some experience with because Miami, as you know, they've remodeled their stadium and they, they've installed the the awnings or whatever you want to call them. And it, it is better now, obviously, um with that to have some shade. And I completely uh, agree here. You know, I was... um I was at the, the game, I think it was back in 2016, when the Green Bay Packers played in Jacksonville. And I had a bunch of friends and family come to that game as well. And I think it was the very first game of the season. And we're sitting out there, you know, and, and I'm fine, dude. You know, I'm, I'm I'm rocking a cutoff, so I'm feeling peachy. Um My friends from Wisconsin were not doing so well. We had to go in the atrium a little bit and cool off. And it does get hot. I mean, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to sound like an entitled an entitled person. Like, yeah, it, when it's 90-something degrees, you're sitting in the stands, it does get hot. Especially you mix tailgating with that, it does get hot. So to, I guess to try to co-sign here on South Beach Gary's point, if you're Shad Khan, then put the fans all in once again. Like, yeah, cool. Scoreboards are awesome, man. Pools are awesome. Pet paradise, cool. You have dogs at your, your football game. Sweet. I have a dog myself. Maybe I'll bring him one time. But why not put the fans on and say like, you know what? All right. So as attendance hurting, well, what's one of the issues? Okay, it's throughout the games. We're in Florida check all right well then let me put the awnings here and see what happens do fans not show up when the awnings are there then if i'm Shad Khan and be like well listen i gave you guys shade you complained about the heat where you guys at you're still not coming in so from that perspective to me that's something that Shad Khan can point to and be like well i'm doing everything in my power to try to improve the experience a little bit and fans aren't showing up but once again you're not giving fans the chance all right Fans all the time have been complaining about how hot is at games, because you're directly in the sun. Why not hear their voices a little bit and give them what they want? That, it doesn't have to come with a comp- complete remodel. You don't have to have the, the state-of-the-art, top-of-the-line awnings for a season. Just throw some tarps around if you have. I don't know what you have to do. I'm, I'm not a planner, but I feel like you can do a better job of providing people with that shade, with that in-game experience. But once again, it comes down to win the loss at the end of the day. And... I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm kind of in a weird spot, to be honest with you, because I consider myself an ambassador of the Jacksonville Jaguars. OK, the, the, there's a reason why when I retired from the game of football, I chose to plant my roots here in Jacksonville, Florida. I think it's a fantastic city. Um, I think it's you know, it's got a little bit of everything. It's got the beach, obviously, and coming from Wisconsin, um, it was a no brainer for me. Okay? So I love the city of Jacksonville and I love that Jaguars organization and I love the people in there. Um I think Shad Khan's a great guy. I think Tony Khan is a fantastic person. I I've talked to Tony Khan a couple more times than Shad Khan, and Tony has always been nothing but nice to me. Um and I have nothing but respect for the dude. Okay? And I want to see the Jaguars flourish. I want to see the Jaguars do well because obviously I'm a former player, but I know people in that building, and they want to see it. They want to go to a Super Bowl, and I want that for them. I guess basically what I'm trying to say is my three years playing here, obviously wasn't good, and I want that time to be like, you know what? It was all for nothing, or did we learn from that? Did we get better and all that? So as I'm sitting here and I'm trying to you know, kind of go over what I'm thinking right now, it comes back to one thing. And that's the lack of communication. Like, yeah, I want to tell fans, go support the team. Go support the Jaguars because they need you. I mean, the, the the fans are the lifeblood that makes the organization work. Let's be honest here. But at the same time, with the lack of communication, I don't know how many years the Jaguars are going to play in London for two games. I wasn't told that. I don't know what treading water really means. I wasn't told that. Um You say winning is a priority, but then you're playing 10 games on the road. How does that work? Tell me. Tell the fans. Like, be transparent with that. Because all I have to go off of is my own devices of playing football. And I'm here to tell you on the radio that it's not going to let you win games. It's going to actually be a detriment to winning games. So tell us, how does that help you win games? Tell us, why is winning the top priority? Just tell us. Because the whole theme of this past season and now is the lack of communication. And I don't care if it's football, if it's your marriage, if it's your family. If you have a lack of communication, it's not going to be good. When Jalen was let go, no communication from Doug Marone what exactly happened. He looked down the hall. When there was the grievance gate, no communication of what exactly went down, but then you put Tom Coughlin out there to try to have a press conference or a statement. No, no communication when things are going really bad with the Jaguars. You put Tom Coughlin out there to try to sell tickets, quote-unquote. No communication. And that's been the theme from this last season, and I thought we were past it, but now here we are. I'm, here we are sitting on a, you know, on a Tuesday, or is it Wednesday or Tuesday? Tuesday. Tuesday. Long here, day. here we are sitting on a Tuesday, and once again, it's the lack of communication, Brent. And that's probably the most frustrating part uh, 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 to me, because obviously you need communication to be successful on the field. You need communication to run a successful organization, and you need communication uh-huh to kind of just rally everybody around and be on the same page. And right now, the fans and the upper management are not on the same page. And that's why I guess I'm more pissed off than anything. I think
1: we started to show a couple of things worth repeating now in the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, yeah, you're fired up. I like it. Uh, well, I don't know how long I going to hear uh, self, so. on Action Sports Jackson on ESPN 6. Nine. How much longer could you have gone? Uh, at that uh, level
2: of, of intensity? Uh, depending on the gross of <laughs> cookie comments that you were making, probably another 10 minutes, dude, Okay, really? Oh, I was, I was going to tie in Thin to this whole conversation. Oh, so you got more stamina here than I, in the I, ring. I, I, I mean, you I got more, five ooh, minutes in a break ooh, in the cage, cage. Cage, cage, cage. Cage, uh, yeah, dang, ring. Yeah. Dang, dang. And he wants to be my corner man. <laughs> doesn't even know what I fight in. <laughs> all
1: right. <laughs> right now we're fighting in a cage, right? <laughs> we're not fighting, too. Uh, yeah. We're all on the same team here. We are. But, um... A couple of things I think that's important to bring up that we brought to the top of the show for folks just joining us in the whole London announcement. And and I guess we've assumed by now that everybody understands and, and what's going on. Two home games in 2020, this year. That's it. That's all that's been said. There yeah. is a belief, and I will say this, that I believe this is headed toward another three-year extension that could include those two home games. I don't know if there'll be options to remove one or a team option or a league option, but I think it's headed that way from everything I've been digging on but not confirmed, haven't been able to actually get that. And the NFL has not Announced that and they're not announcing anything this week from my understanding on who's playing in the international series and when or a possible extension. I think that's what I've, I've heard um, as of now. So, But my belief is this thing's not just a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. I think this is going forward for at least a short term. Uh, the other part is you mentioned disconnect right there and I don't know if it's communications because I don't know if you sit down. It might be communication. There's been a lot of issues on communication as we've talked about in the show for the last year. But I don't know if on this one you sit there and poll your fans and say, hey, what do you think if we take another game to London? That's, that's not you what know. I mean, though. Man. Uh, I, I just – I don't think you're getting there. I did – the one thing they did say today, and uh, I forget – I think it was when I was sitting down with Lamping, is he said – one of the reasons we did this now is so everybody can have all the information at their disposal when they choose to renew or choose to buy season tickets. So they will have uh, all the information in front of them. So from a communication standpoint, but, but expand upon many, your okay, communication. Yeah, oh, you we, mean we don't going know how forward? Many yeah, going yeah. forward. Like, okay, well, so say, my say, belief is they don't know either, though. That's, but I, but I'm you know, not sure. What
2: are, what are we doing, though, Brent? If you don't know how many games you're gonna be playing in, in in London for the next two or three years, then what are we doing? Yeah. Are, are we literally just flying by the seat of our pants, hoping? Well, hopefully this year goes well. We'll see what happens next year. Like there has to be a plan in place. Well, you, I, you know what there is. Again,
1: I just like I just said, I yeah. believe my belief from digging around some stuff is that they will play for the next three years on this basis. What I don't know is if the NFL is going to approve that, and they still get the final say. I don't know if the NFL. Also, there are scheduling problems. I don't know if there will be options for the NFL, options for the Jags and that kind of thing. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. say, like I said, say they won the Super Bowl next year. Could you pull one of those games away even though you've already committed to possibly playing? I don't know. So yeah. I don't okay. know those. But And I don't think they know. Quite okay. honestly, that's on a defense. But I do think the NFL will say – see, the NFL carries more power in all of this than I think a lot of people believe. The NFL says, oh, yeah, you can do that or you can't do that. Yeah. Uh, what we also reiterated at the top of the show is the CBA and the lease of the stadium, this doesn't impact. And I thought it might, but it doesn't. We looked into that in the last couple of weeks as this thing was bubbling a little bit. Uh, The one other thought is you mentioned it, the disconnect. And there is one. There's a disconnect, I think, from and this fascinates me. To a degree, because you'll talk to some folks and be like, well, look what we've done. We've invested. And Shotcon has invested a lot, 100, over $100 million of his own money. They're trying to get build up downtown, trying to make Jacksonville vibrant, and they're trying to make this sustainable. And then on the other side, the fans are like, what the hell? You guys haven't done anything, really. That's what the fans – they haven't done anything, because I care about the scoreboard. We talked about it earlier in the show. We, we talk about the scoreboard. We yeah. don't talk about the bank account. We talk about the scoreboard. And so their lies I think, uh not a disconnect that wouldn't be different in any other city when you're talking about a franchise, but there is that. That's a tough line to cross, and it doesn't make sense on a lot of different levels, right or wrong. Uh, so I think uh, that's true. The other thing is your big beef and everybody's big beef, and the question that – I don't know if everybody's big beef, but the question that to me is still unanswerable. And you brought this up months ago, and I think it's a great question, and – Quite frankly, I don't really think I've had a satisfying answer. Mm -hmm. Is how does it make you better on a team that has struggled to win football games and has struggled? And listen, I'm a believer that they've tried to win. Okay, you don't just hit a button and win in the NFL. That's apparent. There's a lot of teams that struggle to win games. Yeah, 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 (laughs) you know, I mean, they're trying. They haven't made good moves. They haven't made right moves. They haven't played well. All those things are true. Those are Mm -hmm. facts. There's no sugarcoating it. But how does doing this make you win? Or give you a better chance to win? I don't know the answer, and I think it's an unanswerable question at this time based off the stats that we've given. One and six going into London week since they've played this game. Two and five coming out of London week for the Jags. Three and four is actually pretty comparable to what they've been. It might be better than what they've been win percentage-wise here in Jacksonville and even on the road in the NFL in the United States. But I'm talking the before and the after. And the biggest number to me that jumps out that makes this a little hard to buy into, there's no competitive disadvantage, is I saw eight teams go to London this year. Eight teams. They all came back. They went on a bye week. They played the next week, and they all lost. Whoa. Oh, and eight. And they gave up 37 points in those games on average. So their defense did not play well. Were they tired? Was it an implica- Was it a, a ramification of playing in London? I don't know. It's not a hard science, but it certainly didn't add up in
2: 2019 to be a successful recipe for any team that played over there and this is my issue brent like if you're a fan no you know what you know forget it i mean let's put the fans aside for a second if you're a player in that locker room in that stadium in jacksonville right now and your owner comes out and says winning is the most important thing we got to bring a lombardi trophy to jacksonville winning is the most important thing this isn't the first time that Sean khan has said winning is the top priority okay he's reiterated it and reiterated it Okay, that's fine. But then if you say those things and then you have two games in London, what are you supposed to think if you're a player? And then go and bring the fans back into it. If you're a fan and you're the owner of the team that you're invested in says winning is the top priority, but we're going to have two games in London. What are you supposed to think? Because I can honestly come on and tell you right now if I'm talking to a player or I'm talking to a fan, I don't know what to tell you. I I wish I knew what to say. I don't know what to tell you. I, I don't
1: disagree with that, and and I don't think they know what to tell us either. And I don't – now, what's very interesting, and we were surprised by Alan Robinson's answer. Yeah, right? we were. We, we thought – one of the great points brought up as we started talking about this a little mm-hmm. bit last week, even from the Super Bowl, was, okay, players – this isn't going to be – this already is somewhat not of an attractive thing, right? The grievances, the Coughlin, the losing, the whatever, all this stuff. And how is that going to look from a free agent standpoint? Now you're going to tell me, hey, hey uh, Dave Caldwell. Doug Marone, go win games and go get some free agents in here this year and win the battle against some other teams that might be interested with it, Austin Hooper or whoever yeah. else, and tell them you're going to play two games in London as well. Mm-hmm. We thought that would be a bigger deal than at least some of the players have seemed to indicate. Now, I've heard both sides. I've, I've heard yeah, some players say – every player is
2: going to have a different perspective on it. Some
1: players have said, man, that flight, I don't, I, I don't, I wasn't even sure – like I've had this, I wasn't even sure if I'd be ready to play. Mm-hmm. Like I felt so bad when I got off the flight, yeah, I've had that, yeah, but I've been a little surprised at some people internally in the building, whether coaching staff or other people, and players like an Alan Al Robinson, Robinson, who's done this before last week at the Super Bowl saying, yeah it's really not that big a deal, in fact, we kind of like it. Like, he actually said, yeah. we kind of like going over there. It's good yeah. for your brand, he said, right? It's on a bigger stage, all mm-hmm. those things. So I was taken aback by that part of it, and I thought it would be a bigger deal to players. And maybe we're wrong on that, or maybe it's just to each their own type of thing.
2: Yeah, and I don't know how many years Alan Robinson went over to London. It, oh, a, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have 16, 17. I mean, listen, he was with the Jags for four years, yeah. so he, he probably went over to three. times. Okay, three. So, yeah, so, he, was so, hurt so he the one yeah. year. Yeah. So, so it's a good sample size right there and like i said i think every player is different i think if you have a family i think if you're of the older you know nature where branding is important but it's not everything as opposed to like the younger players then i think you know having that second game in london it, it means a lot more to you in a, in a negative light than being a younger person who enjoys traveling and doesn't mind the, the toll that takes on your body um i think you know i think there's pros and cons to i guess the older guys to the younger guys but in my opinion overall, and, you know, having to make some West Coast trips sometimes, and, you know, the, the, I did it a couple times. I've done West Coast trips where we literally left on a Saturday, which was a horrible idea my rookie year. <laughs> uh, you know, that was Coach Del Rio's kind of thing, and I've done it where we leave on like a, and it's like a Thursday or Friday, and we're over there for a couple days, and... From that perspective, like when I was young, yeah, it was cool because, yeah, it's a new city, kind of go out and about a little bit. But I can see the side when you get older, man, and your body starts to wear and tear a little bit. Those long plane rides, they do take a toll. And that's why I'm so adamant about saying that it's not an advantage. I think it's a disadvantage not only from your team currently that you have the players in the roster, but also the, the players that you're trying to sign as free agents.
1: One other thing, a break from the London stuff for a moment, okay? Shad Khan, also on this conference call today, said winning is top priority. We're going to get back to London stuff. I want to get to social media. I've got so many comments on social media, and I want to get to some of them, and it's just been a little bit difficult to do that based on the conversation today, phone calls, and you're always welcome. Jump in on the phone, too nine zero We're going to keep on this and probably still be talking about it tomorrow too. Um, but from a football standpoint, The answers were a little bit vague. I mean, would asked him uh, again, 90% of this was London. I wish we had another hour, mm-hmm. quite frankly, to be able to ask more football. Um, and, and we just didn't have that time, but the Tom Coughlin stuff wasn't really it, the response to Tom Coughlin wasn't that different, I guess, than the statement that was made, um, at the end of the season. It just didn't work out. You know, it, he called Tom Coughlin iconic. You know, for what he'd done earlier in 2017, gave him credit and just wasn't working out. They weren't winning. His reasoning for keeping Doug Marone and Dave Caldwell was interesting. He said we we're four and four. We had got through the mud of everything else going on with the off season uh, off the field kind of stuff. The Rams, sure. and the Nick Foles. They had the Minshew magic mm-hmm. going. And then they went on this five game slide. And ended up winning two out of the last three, make it six and ten. And just said hitting the reset button at this stage, he felt like that would get, it would be a longer way to winning the way they want to win at this stage of it than to keep these guys, which seems like the shorter avenue to getting where they want to go. Sure. Now listen, hm. we can sit here and argue that all day. But the point being, he was just given reasoning why he kept Doug Marone, Dave Caldo. Again, just passing information along here. Yeah. And he likes the core of this team is basically what he's saying. He likes at least one of these quarterbacks and I'm a believer he didn't talk <laughs> about quarterbacks, but I'm That's believer he a, likes Gardner Minshew. Yeah. And he obviously expects to win and, and it's time to win was his quote. It's time to win. And it's a little bit Um, what he said in the past, right? Right. Um, So I I find it interesting from this perspective, Austin, on Mm -hmm. some of his words there. And we just kind of read into it because it was just a couple of lines on it by that time of the conference call today. And I think some of that is, one, the feedback he maybe got from others coming in, candidates potentially, would say – yeah, I'm doing it my way. Matt Rule. Let's just say you reached out to Matt Rule and Matt Rule was like, Yeah, but I want to do it my way. I want my guys in. You got to give me time to do it. And he maybe said, Well, I don't think we need to do that. We got Jawan Taylor and we have, you know, Gardner Minshew, and we have Josh DJ Chark and we have Josh Allen and we hopefully have Yannick Kankakwe, you know. <laughs> so that's my interpretation of it. I'm not saying that's what he said, but that's my interpretation of it uh, that he thinks they can get there faster this route by keeping those guys and in 2020 is probably right because if you bring in somebody else they might tear it down a little bit more restart and maybe only win three or four games in that kind of way like carolina will they win now that they've got olsen out of there maybe if they refresh with cam newton uh, uh keekley just retired so maybe they'll only win four games this year or three games i don't maybe, know
2: yeah i mean that, that's traditionally what happens with the, the new coach and the new, I mean. One can make an argument John Gruden took him two years, and all of a sudden they're kind of relevant, though. And, yeah. you know, there's, a, there's some intrigue going to Las Vegas now if you're a Raiders fan.
1: So I think I think that anyway, That I'm trying to get to where way he's thinking, and, and he's saying, okay, well, we can win faster in 2020 if we just keep everything in place the way it is. It's dangerous because they did this before. It's one of the reasons they – now, it worked for him. When he brought Coughlin in, he thought the same thing. In my understanding, he had guys like Shanahan or um, – McDaniels up in New England said, hey, we want to rip this thing up. Mm-hmm. Well, he made the right move for 2017. They were able to win with what they had. Yeah, now, long term, it didn't work out because of some of the moves they made since then. And obviously some of the culture problems they had, I think, from the front office down. But it'll be interesting to see if he's right or wrong here. And you know my theory on this. I still believe that coming off all the stuff of this year, the quarterback situation the way it is where there's so much unknown, where you might be stuck with $20 million on the bench and you don't know what you have in mid for sure, that I still believe this is a more attractive job in 2021, even if they do lose and you're able to get a better candidate potentially and moving forward. That's kind of my view on the back burner. I don't think he's approaching it that way, but he didn't say that. But all those things add up to is he right? I mean, is he is keeping it worth it to try to win right now in 2020? Or should they have reset and say, It ain't working. Yeah, We'll wait another two or three years to win if we have to. But this is the long-term way to go.
2: So essentially by keeping it, you're saying obviously that Tom Coughlin was the root of all the problems of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they're the reason why they didn't perform well on the field. Now, whether that's right or wrong, I don't know because I didn't spend every single day in that stadium. But I will say this, though. What I saw from the Jacksonville Jaguars and that five-game stretch, Brent, that's who they were, okay? There's no sugarcoating it. They were not a good football team. They were the, high, the, high, the highest penalized team in the NFL. Um, their defense, who was supposed to be their calling card, was not good, okay? there's a lot of problems on that team. And some of that, not saying all of it, but a lot of that has to do with coaching, not just Tom Coughlin, who's no longer there. So, yes, I think Shad Khan is rolling the dice. But here's my major issue with it. Okay, we were told today that the Jaguars are going to have two home games in London. And the reason behind that, which I think there's a reason behind that, is because they're trying to generate more money, okay? They're trying to create more revenue. We heard the term treading water, okay? You can tread water for a while and eventually you drown. I get that. But here's my standpoint. If you're Shad Khan, you're exercising an ample, um, an unlimited amount of patience in keeping this front office intact, you're 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 exemplifying what patience literally is because <laughs> any other, because because a lot of owners wouldn't put up with another season like they had this past year, okay? But Shad Khan is exercising patience when it comes to the the ins and the outs of the football, okay? But now here's the issue: that same patience, Brent, I would argue, is not being used in terms of generating the money, okay? I I, I think he sees you know what I can make more money in London. Let's pull the trigger right now. You don't have that kind of same personality, that kind of same mindset when it comes to you know looking for new coaches, looking for new GMs. So to me, it's like two sides of the same coin, where you want to be patient with the coaches and everything, but then when you're not making enough money or enough revenue, you pull the trigger right away.
1: Interesting. I, I you know I I hear what you're saying and everything seems immediate and right now, but in my point of view, I think I told you this at the top of the show. I think. They thought about doing this, quite frankly, four or five years ago. Maybe four. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was close to happening. And I had heard some things that look out. Yeah. And they didn't do it then. So now they haven't told us that backstory really. So, you know, maybe they did show more patience than we think in that regard. That's what I've heard in the past. Okay. What's interesting is they're trying, it's funny that it's a great parallel though, right? Because what you said might be true. And then also, they're saying, we think long-term sustainability here is to do this right now from a business side. But they're not willing to go long-term look at winning big on the football side. Correct. Let's win right now? So it's a tough little balancing act. And I don't know what the right move is. I mean, we'll find out sooner or later what the right move is. And there have been wrong buttons pushed in the past. But uh, that was the explanation on keeping Doug and Dave this year in getting rid of Tom Coughlin is to try to win. And the quote is, it's time to win now. All right, some of the responses on social media. I can't read them word by word, I promise. <laughs> Get the uh, and you're going to star 690 904 We'll take you all the way up till six o'clock on this uh, topic. Uh, Jags are going to play two home games in London. That's the news of the day here in Jacksonville but you said it's still, you guys were treading water.
6: What does that mean in layman's terms? What it means is, as a business organization, um, we have, in many respects, the same standards as our fans. Uh, Our fans are not satisfied with having the worst football team in the National Football League. That's not their standard. They don't want to be last. They don't want to be last in anything. Well, I can tell you, as far as the business of the Jaguars, we're the exact same way. As an organization, we're not going to sit back and say, Okay, we're happy being at the bottom of the league in terms of how we're measured, in terms of local revenue. I know that's not the uh, Shod's aspiration.
1: That's my conversation with Jaguars president Mark Lampick this afternoon. I sat down with him for about 15 minutes, and that was one of the questions I asked because I tweeted out something earlier from the conference call that, and you can go back and look at my tweets, but it said even after their record year of 17 and 18, they were treading water. That's basically a summary of it. And so I asked him what the treading water means. See, I I understand what he's saying there. I'm not saying that should make us all feel better, <laughs> but I understand what he's saying. And he's very honest. The thing I do appreciate about it, Lampy, is that he is honest about the football team just sucking. No, I mean, he basically just
2: said, he's our fans
1: that. don't like and they shouldn't like. The fact that we have the worst team in the NFL.
2: Yeah. And Lamping are his and khan they don't like being on the bottom of the barrel in terms of generating money.
1: Yeah. And, and, and basically, that's how I've described this before. When we've talked about it, I feel like it's like, um, man, I don't know. Well, we kind of said it about the MMA. It's, it, I, I can't find the great uh, analogy for it, but I do feel like we're all prideful to a degree. Mm-hmm. And so like we don't want to, just because we're in this exclusive club of some sort, Doesn't mean we want to be the last one in that group of some no, sort. Dude, and I feel like there's a sense that when Mark Lamping and Shad Khan go to NFL owners' meetings and everything else, well, yeah, their record already indicates that they stink on the field. Yeah. But then on top of that, they look at these numbers and the data and all this stuff. It's like, oh, yeah, by the way, Jacksonville. Oh, yeah, by the way, Jacksonville. Oh By the way, Jacksonville. Yeah. Always down here. Well, there's a pride thing involved with that. And I think what Mark was a little bit trying to say, too, is that that even resonates in the building. you know. It's, and you want to keep your workers saying, we want this. We want yeah. this. You know, There's a sales team that's trying to be. Again, I'm not trying to make you feel better about it. I'm just saying I think that's reality in in the world. That we all want to be it don't matter if there's ten of us, it doesn't matter if there's a thousand of us. We sure as hell don't want to be number well, ten on the list, and we don't want to be number a thousand
2: on the list. I first, finished last in the state of Rhode yeah. Island and
1: cross country. Yeah. I didn't want to be that.
2: It's like being like at a private school full of trust fund kids, right? <laughs> and, and everyone's <laughs> rock, rocking Gucci and Louis Vuitton, and then you show up rocking old Navy. And by the way, old Navy, I wear it every single day. I'm not hating on it, but that's exactly what it's like. You just feel like you're not part of the collective. Yeah. You're kind of on your own thing. And that's maybe what the Jacksonville Jaguars are feeling about a little bit it too. And I get that, Brent. But then I counter that with, what do you think Clark Hunt's feeling right now? Like, we, I I just went over the numbers. Like, as far as revenue is concerned, they're not really necessarily generating the most revenue. But Clark Hunt of the Kansas City Chiefs right now is on top of the world. And he's looking down at everybody saying, you know what? Our team is better than yours. Our franchise is better than yours. We do it better than you guys. And you guys, dude, you're, you're, you've climbed, you've climbed Mount Everest. You're Clark Hunt. Congratulations. You are officially the man. That's why I think winning is so important, Brent, where, it can look past some of those revenue things because at the end of the day, once again, we'll see what the Chiefs numbers are like this next year now with revenue and all that good stuff. But winning a Super Bowl, man, it changes everything.
1: Oh, my gosh, it does. It, it would change everything. It changes
2: everything. Winning changes a lot.
1: Winning big changes a lot. I, we were talking about this a little before, and I don't know. But it, it's interesting. Kansas City Chiefs are on top of the world. They're the greatest organization in in, in you know the yeah. kingdom right now. Yeah. Right? Hey, Chiefs kingdom. I didn't even yeah. mean it like that. But my guess is. Somewhere along the way in this 50-year drought, and maybe even as recently as five years ago, the hunts were being lambasted in Kansas City. Hmm. And people were saying, what the heck? Sell the team. You guys can't win. We haven't gone to a Super Bowl in 45 years, I I would assume, right? I mean, it's it's no different in baseball teams that aren't doing well or spending money or those kind of things. So I think that's part of it, and then it can flip. And what I think the Jags organization has asked to do so many times is, hey, trust our vision on this. But it's hard to trust the vision when there's narratives that percolate, and there's also a lot of L's instead of W's. Yep. You know. And so that's I think that part is fair. I well, really do. I mean, and I I don't know how to get. A, I can't. I can't talk you out of that. I can't talk. I can't say the Jags are right in that. I I don't know what to do with that. I mean, it is what it is. The conversation stops at win more. Mm. It really does. And until they do that and we do see more proof of it, we're stuck in the curiosity of what would it look like
2: for one more which was your point earlier in the but, show but exactly but it, i mean let's be honest the, the chiefs right now they're they're flying high all right and clark hunt is he's the man okay i don't know how much money that guy makes but you know what right now he's everywhere the chiefs are everywhere
1: oh it's the best but, organization it's, listen to everybody talk about yeah.
2: him. it's like oh my gosh they ran this thing so great but don't hey but don't forget how they got there in the first place all right they had a guy by the name of herm edwards gave him three years Didn't do the job? See ya. They had a guy by the name of Todd Haley. Didn't do the job two and a half years? We'll see ya. Romeo Cornell, two years after that? We'll see ya. And then all of a sudden comes Andy Reid and you're committed to him. But... It wasn't working for a long time. And I get, I'm sure fans were fed up with it, asking for the the owner to sell whatever it was. But you know what? They kept making the changes necessary until they got it right. And right now we're talking about the patience of the front office, the patience of the coaching staff. And we're sitting here after what? Year four right now for everybody? It'll be two four year stints. It's basically like political office. Exactly. And we're still waiting to see if it's
1: going to work out or not. And see the results. Yeah. Again, I got no answers to that, man. I mean, that's fact. Yeah. That's just fact. Uh, listen, uh, We've got a lot of social media response. I want to get to some of them because I appreciate all the interaction. Frosty Mug said, did you ask on this conference call what treading water means? Well, we just ran yeah. that. Uh, treading water, That that tweet that I put out there about that comment mm-hmm. really got a lot of reaction on Twitter. Treading water, treading water. Again, yeah. people are all dialed into the dollars. It's a million-dollar, billion-dollar business. We get it. We're talking about rich people that yeah. make a lot of money. Nobody's going broke here in the NFL. So it is hard to relate. To a fan base spending hard earned money. Mm-hmm. Understood. And, and by the way, I do think, well, I don't know if it's fair to say, do the Jags understand that part? I, I think they get that. But they also know they could explain themselves until they're blue in the face and it might not register because of that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I'm talking, you can't ask people that are spending their hard earned money and just trying to make ends meet but they're spending their order of money to have a good day on a Sunday and you keep losing to understand that you want to make more millions instead of hundreds.
2: <laughs> no, exactly. And, and that's to me where the communication comes in again. Like well, what is I mean, you know, people want to know what that means. Obviously, we can answer that question a little bit, but people want to know.
1: Uh, Tyler says, if they put a good product on the field, TIAA bank would be overflowing joke organization. Uh, listen, we see if they, win, they do come 2017 was like this. Johnny says, uh, Johnny said a lot. I can't read all the F bombs. Johnny still me today, <laughs> but Brent don't take this the wrong way. But this is the narrative. Bold city cap keeps referencing using the one year as proof is garbage. Talk to us when they give the city enough success to have most folks believe there's any chance of sustained success. And we had this conversation a little bit earlier in the show. We don't have an example of it. Yeah. What and, it is. Yeah, exactly. And, and now I I do have a – if you look at those numbers and you cap out at a certain amount, now sure, it could go a little bit higher. But the bottom line is the, mm-hmm. the ceiling, you could debate, I think, that it only will go so high in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Now, what's satisfying? I don't know. You don't know. But well, but we need sustained success to experience that. I think the Jags need sustained success to see what that actual ceiling looks like yeah. in local revenue. Um, and and I think that's what Bold City Cap and, and, and Johnny and all these guys are talking about. And I get it. I get it. But I do think there is some significance in saying when we all thought it was a banner year and wow, look at this, everybody's coming and, and buying tickets and they're three and one the next year. There still was a little bit of a ceiling. That was new information to me. I didn't realize that they had reached some of their cap right there. I thought they would still have a lot of growth and that's why I thought 18 and 19 were big years to be successful as well yeah and And we're begging and seeing okay what would it look like going into 20 if you had won three straight years in a row not even a Super Bowl Mm -hmm. but just win make the playoffs be competitive
2: yeah and and that's exactly my point which I talked about earlier on the show Brent if I was a billionaire man if I were a football team I I would I would spite people so hard i would be so petty (laughs) and and then that's where it comes where if you have the sample size to go off of, of having you know back to back to back winning seasons that's your trump card. That's what you dangle around everybody and say, you know what? We won. Where were you guys at? But guess what? You don't have the privilege. You don't have the right to say that because you haven't won, so you don't know. This Tim Sullivan brings up an interesting one. right? The Bears and
1: Steelers games, which are protected, by the way, uh, they will be in Jacksonville, will be dominated by their fans. I don't know about dominated. I think there's a good portion of... Pittsburgh fans especially, and Chicago for Probably 30% we're looking at. That's reality here in Jacksonville. That's reality. Uh, Jags will have four bona fide home games because of that. Sure, the Jags play – and again, I disagree with them there. I still think that will feel like – if the Jags are winning, you'll be able to hear those Jags fans. It will feel like a Jags game. But I get your point. It, it There will be a lot of Steelers fans and a lot of Chicago fans. Sure, the Jags players are absolutely stoked to play that schedule. One thing we haven't talked about as much, like, what do you think the players are feeling today about this second game? Are they like, eh? Maybe I'll bring my family over. You know, yeah, we'll play a couple of games. Yeah. At least I'll now be ready for that second game a little bit more. I mean, do you think it, it – seriously? I don't yeah. uh, there's, know. Again, there's all different sides to this, and the fans are one side, but the players, do you think they look at this news and like, oh, man, are you serious?
2: Well, here, I don't know. Yeah, uh, and, and here's what I think about it, Brent, being a former player. There's something special playing at home. OK, there's something special about playing in front of your fans, you know, and, and the cool you, you can go ahead and have the games in London and you can play the music that they come out to and everything and you can try to make it that home game kind of feel. But it's not going to be like that, man. So if I'm a player, number one, I think, well, now we're at disadvantage because I only have six home games. And number two, I'm kind of bummed because I want to play at home, man. I want to play in front of my home crowd. Yeah. I, I want so to be your own bed. Yeah. I, and I want that advantage. I, if I'm on defense, I want the crowd to be as loud as possible. I want the offense to burn a timeout. I want all that. And when you're in London, you do not get that. No, you're not getting that. You're not getting that. And, you're th- and right. that's a big deal to me.
1: And I think it's fair to wonder if the Jags were four and four this year and playing at home instead of London against, uh, in London against Houston, would the outcome have been different? Would the vibe right. have been real? Would Minshew Mania here at home be now? Nah. In fairness, that Jets game wasn't like that mm-hmm. when they were 3-4. and four. Correct. Because we talked about that. We, we were a little surprised by that. We were. So, but you're still playing at home, the comforts of it. Does, and, and does that change everything of this past season? I think it's a fair question. Now, we don't know, but I do think it's a fair question. Called home field advantage for a reason, Brent. Uh, Cap says, uh, I'm afraid you guys are way too wrapped up in being objective that you'll never see this nonsense for what it is. I think that's kind of a compliment in a weird way. Okay. So we're being objective? I guess, man. I don't know. <laughs> I think he's talking more about me, not you.
2: Okay. <laughs> I was like, I thought I was, I think I'm seeing it from all sides. I don't sides, think I'm man. getting any
1: compliments today. Okay? okay. So I doubt it was a compliment. Uh, Joe says, terrible decision. Is current ownership trying to alienate the fan base? Uh, again, I'll be the na- most naive guy in town on this. I don't think that is the case. I don't think this is this conspiracy theory to say, hey, let's piss off the fan base. Maybe they won't come and we'll have a reason to move out of town. mm There are people that believe that, and there are more people that believe that than you'd probably think. Again, I don't mind signing up to be the most naive guy in town, but this does come with a little homework as well. And I will continuously say this. Everything I can determine, everything I've talked about to all this stuff ain't going anywhere, and there's no plans to go anywhere. And the owner likes Jacksonville and wants to see it work in Jacksonville. That's something they say. I'm just telling you, I've worked around that story, not just what they say, and I I believe that is the case. Um, that doesn't mean it plays out that way ten years from now. That doesn't mean this stops in terms of two games going. on. I don't know, but I do think uh, in from a, a feeling standpoint. Again, we talked about it in the break. If he puts two hundred and something million in to lot J. You're talking about an owner that has put $350 million of his own money into the stadium, the places around the stadium. And sure, is he going to profit from some of that? That's a different story. But it wouldn't get done without him putting mm-hmm. some of that money in. Why would you, in your right mind, in your anybody in their right mind, put $230 million of their own money into a project right now if they had plans to get out? That doesn't make sense. No, and and I wholeheartedly agree with you on and that. And I do believe that does show a commitment to Jacksonville at the same time as this is hard to take mm-hmm. today. I, I believe that. Um, and I mean, I, $230 million, I don't care if you're a billionaire, man, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of scratch. <laughs> um, all right, let me get one more. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, you're gonna pay him. Says that's exactly the gist of most of my, I don't even know what he was talking about. <laughs> How <laughs> about to tell you know why this Press is a bunch DMs of BS right, man. No with revenue mentions. sharing? I find this hard to believe. Shot is just a greedy, frankly. Five bye, bye jacks You won't get another buckle from me. This, you know, we end it that way. And there's a lot more comments. People are mad today, and it's okay As to be mad. Be. I don't know what this means in terms of renewals and tickets and all those things. I don't know what it will be like. I do think this, and we've said this. Whatever happens, if there's five people that show up, if the Jaguars do win and yeah. they're 10-3 and three in December, yeah, that stadium's going to be filled. I believe that. Well, I don't know if they're that turned off by this. Yeah. I think they'll go to those games and be a part of it. Yeah.
2: And listen, I guess in closing here... I don't get paid by the Jaguars to make compliments. I don't get paid by the Jaguars to say anything. I say whatever I want, and I mean whatever I want. Contrary to popular Co- yeah, belief, exactly. I don't either. Okay, well, fair enough. But <laughs> I'm going to say this, though, man. If you're a Jaguars <laughs> fan right now, you have every right to be pissed off. But I'm going to say this. Football fans are crazy. Football players are crazy. And it's crazy to ask you guys to keep on showing up, keep supporting the city, the team. But to me, you got to do that, right, because that's what football is all about. Um I know things aren't really shaping out your way right now and everything like that, but I just think from the traditions, from the family element, from the friends element, you got to keep on doing your thing, man. You got to keep on supporting regardless of what you're going through. Just by, my two pieces. By the way, more coming
1: up on CBS 47 and Fox 30. We'll have a 15 minute show tonight, at eleven fifteen on CBS 47 and Fox 30, and we'll be back at it tomorrow. We'll be live from TPC Sawgrass, but this will dominate the conversation. Drop college again. shirt tomorrow, or are we good? Um, uh, meh. Do whatever you want. I like it. I like it. I'm not in that frame of mind. (laughs) Thanks, man. All right. Thanks (laughs) for hanging with us here on ESPN 690. Have a good night.
6: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done.